Hello, Guardians. Today is May 19th, 2023. My name's Danfinity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. First of all, I want to extend a massive thank you to everybody who watched or listened to the State of PvP panel that we did last week with Ascendant Nomad, Lego LaFlash, and Very Small Hat. Everybody was excellent on that panel. It was such a fun time. And I think that you guys are going to find that you're going to have uh, equally as much fun uh, during this PvE panel that we have today with Above TP, Epic Dan, Talk Cordy to Me, and Granddad Gaming. With that said, this is a long one. And I don't want to take up too much of your time before we get into it. I will say news-wise, we didn't receive any hotfix this week. We did get a Season 21 weapon tuning preview. Uh, some of the highlights for me were that reticles are going to get a lot more information UI-wise, especially when it comes to fusion rifles getting a charge bar underneath the reticle. I'm looking forward to seeing how they bring a mortal in with aggressive frame submachine guns, as well as snipers entering into the mix, even more so with the 10% buff in PvE. You'll hear us talk about some of these tunings later on in the episode, so I don't want to get too down the rabbit hole with that here, but uh, I will be including all of the links for the blog posts as well as the TWAB, which had some changes to how enemy shields are going to look next season. We also got a look at the new artifact that we will be getting, the NPA Repulsor Regulator. There's going to be a bunch of changes in there, and as predicted, the sweet business getting an explosive payload for every 20 bursts before spinning up when it gets faster, that is going to be an anti-barrier chewing machine. They have also updated the artifact so you can specifically turn off certain aspects of the artifact in order to turn others on rather than having to reset your entire artifact. They also noted that for stabilization, starting in season 21, season of the deep, with update 7.1.0, they are moving to a scheduled downtime model where they will be bringing down Destiny 2 for an expected 1.5 hours on update days. This will hopefully help with a lot of the stabilization that we've seen haunt servers since Lightfall dropped. If you want more information on weapons tuning and the TWAB, uh, I'm going to include the links to those posts in the notes, as well as links to the Destiny Massive Breakdowns podcast versus enemies podcast, and the Firing Range podcast this past week. All of them have insight from different uh, Bungie devs. Worth a listen if you haven't yet. Now, without any further ado, the state of PvE with Epic Dan, Above TP, Talk Cordy to Me, and Granddad Gaming. Welcome, everybody, to Destiny Digest, the state of PvE panel. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, very good. Thank you. So with these panels, I did this last week too, and everybody's in different time zones. Thank you all so much for, for coming together <laughs> Avengers style to make this happen. Um, first things first, what I want to do is I want to go around uh, the Brady Bunch cube and uh, uh, have you guys introduce yourselves uh, and what you do in the community where people can find you. Because some people don't make it to the end of episodes. Uh, starting with you, Epic Dan. Uh, I want to say hello. First of all, I want to say thank you for the invite. It's always a pleasure to get to hang out with 
first day and I get to meet other content creators that I don't get a chance to really, uh, I guess, converse with. So I think it's also uh, very nice for me to get a chance to get to hang out with all of y'all. If you don't know my name, my name is Daniel. Uh, I think most people would know me in the community as someone that does a lot of PvE helps and a lot of low man challenges. So I like to do a lot of just some people would probably call it try hard stuff. I just like to just <laughs> challenge myself and mm -hmm. doing different challenges every season and also spending a lot of time just helping the community do like raids and a lot of dungeon stuff mainly mm -hmm. and just whatever the season has to offer really fantastic above what about you what's going on everybody good morning um thanks for having me on dan um, absolutely I'm above. You guys can find me at twitch.tv slash above or above destiny on YouTube. I make a lot of uh, PVE oriented guide content, um, a lot of informational videos and things like that. And then on Twitch, uh, we pretty much just goof around. We do a lot of a lot of community rating grandmasters uh, similar to Dan, like uh, challenges from time to time. And then uh, I host a game show myself called Grandmaster Gauntlet, where we basically hate ourselves doing <laughs> obscenely annoying and hilarious challenges. It's always a good time, and it's been a fun way to network with creators in the community. So, uh, yeah, those are those are the the main uh, main things that I do, and I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you so much for being here, Cordy. Yeah. What about you? Yes, hello everyone. I'm Qwerty. You find me at twitch.tv slash talkqwerty to me underscore. Don't forget that underscore. It's happened if it's happened a few times, I'm just saying. Um I am also a PvE player. I primarily do chill PvE content. Sometimes I'll do things by myself, sometimes I'll do like helps with the helps with the community. That's been a little more recent, like over the last over the last six months or so. Uh but yeah, I just like to just turn on stream and just see what I feel like doing. And then people just come and come and hang. It's uh, I'm still very new to this whole, the whole scene with content creation and things like that. And yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. And also wanted to say thank you very much for, for having me here today. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Well, welcome in. Glad to have you. Uh, Granddad, how about you, sir? Hello. Yeah. Th again, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm known on Twitch as Granddad Gaming. Uh, with an underscore as well, so you can find me at switch.tv, Grandad Gaming underscore. Uh, I specialize in uh, like raid GM helps, uh, solo GMs, uh, just helping people out in the end game stuff and uh, just trying to entertain and uh, not take things too seriously. Uh, <laughs> what a, a lot of the, my channels are known for its playful toxicity. <laughs> uh where most of it's aimed at myself uh and my age and things like that so yeah we're just just a community that likes to hang and take the piss out of each other basically perfect That's about it perfect perfect <laughs> well welcome in welcome in um so first question out the gate how are you guys liking uh how have you guys liked i guess should be the better term uh season 20 and lightfall are you guys finding yourself challenged? Are you guys finding new builds and everything that you're excited about? Uh, why don't we start with you, Cordy? Um, I would say Strand has been probably one of the most the most fun that I've had learning um, a new like new builds and new ways of playing. I've primarily played uh, a Void Hunter for the majority of the time that I've played this game. Recently, going to Ark when Ark 3.0 came out. 
but uh, Strand when it first released and all of the builds and everything that came with it, it's just been so much fun. I've spent a lot more time on my Titan as well with the uh, the Titan leg exotics as well. Like I think they're they're fantastic. I think it's made some of the content that was that used to be very challenging. I think it's made it quite a bit easier because of the crowd control that comes with it. So um, from a challenge aspect, I don't, I think I've found it a lot more fun as opposed to sometimes when I do challenges, I can get quite frustrated and I've actually had more fun than I remember, than I've remembered having uh, playing this game. And the same with uh, the day one raid as well with uh, Root of Nightmares. That was my first day one clear. And again, so much, so much fun. It is like a little bit, it seems to be a little bit easier than it has been in the past mm -hmm. but uh i was I've, I've had a great time with it absolutely uh dan what about you well i've enjoyed this season i would definitely feel, I, I definitely feel that this is the first season well, about the first season but it's, it's been a continual uh downward spiral it's felt as mm. far as difficulty mm-hmm I don't want to, you know, just put that out there like that, but <laughs> just every season for probably the past three years, it's just felt like, you know, it's just slowly gotten, I'm just going to use the word easy. Mm -hmm. like, it's all subjective, but it has felt that way. And while I enjoy Lightfall a lot more than probably most people did, um, I do feel that the, the downward spiral that the pve difficulty whatever you want to call it has had has ramped up tenfold mm. now while the the enjoyment factor has has also gone up a lot in the opposite direction there isn't as much difficulty like query was saying a lot of the old content which understandably so was not built around the tools that we have wasn't built around the subclasses that we have mm -hmm wasn't built around the subclass we reworks either. Um, and it is very obvious what content was built around what like sandbox. So Come while I really, really enjoy it, I, I do not feel personally challenged in any way, shape or form anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, I enjoy it a lot, but I also feel like I remember a time when I did challenge and I was like, man, I, I was satisfying. And most mm -hmm. of the time, it's just like checking off a box now. And I mean, it's just maybe it's because of how long I've played. Mm -hmm. Or it's just you play long enough, you see stuff differently. Or with a jaded eye, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel that way. But I, I have enjoyed Life Off for the content and for the overall package. I've enjoyed it a whole lot, more than probably a lot of people have. But I also don't feel challenged anymore. And I haven't for a while. So do you guys feel like, like, do you feel that that is, um, I, everybody here is, is fairly skilled. Everybody here like does some form of in-game PVE, uh, in the community, uh, as content creation. Uh, do you guys feel like that is skill or do you feel like that is power creep, um, season over season, kind of like compounding? Um, I would say, I mean, taking sentiments from both, like, I think we're the strongest we've ever been, and it's just not even close. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. Strand is incredibly fun, uh, to QWERTY's point. Like, I think from a fleshed out, like, subclass perspective, I think Strand is one of the most, like, unique aspects of Destiny that we've ever had, and it's incredibly fun to play. 
Um, but I also feel like in certain ways, and people will hate me for saying this, but it's so incredibly overtuned that like you can walk through nightfalls with one person on strand and it's just like mm. light years easier than it was mm. in previous seasons. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy the amount of utility and control that that subclass has. Like they, they definitely designed it well, um, but there's certain elements in the design process that I don't feel like maybe were thought about in the context of current endgame PVE. Um, and I guess like tying back to the original question of you know, do we think we've been stronger? And to Dan's point, certain things like were definitely designed for pre 3.0. So, for example, they're reworking Lake of Shadows and Arms Dealer. Uh, I believe, what is it? It's Inverted Spire is like rumored mm -hmm. to get a, a rework or something like that. I mean, we were in double primary back in those days. The game's been around for a long time. So I think that's naturally going to happen. Um, but I also think just. 3.0 in general over the last year and a half has grown to be so strong and it's i mean it's it's without getting into a complete tangent of sunsetting and things like that like the game has been around so long to keep things interesting as a dev you have to continue to innovate and make things more powerful to incentivize people to use them that's just the mm. natural way that video games go right um so I'm not sure how they're going to curb that, because right now I feel like the game is easier than it's ever been. Um, you know, they, they nerfed uh, damage resistance and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then we got Woven Mail that's stackable mm. with damage resist, mm -hmm. and it's, like, mm -hmm. up all the time. And now we can, yeah. you know, do our Spidey Boy, like, chuck the nade at a group of enemies, and everybody's just hanging there for, like, five minutes. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about the current PVE sandbox. It's definitely fun, but yeah, it's I think it's concerning from a challenge aspect. Yeah. It's like I find it crazy that they they nerfed protective light and then gave us resilience. You know, before the resilience changes, uh you went into a GM and you actually were you know, one shot if you if you try to challenge try to play like we play now. Mm -hmm. Uh so I think it is like twofold. It's that we've got stronger. The players have definitely got more skillful because we've all been, a lot of us have been playing it for so many years. Sure. Uh, but then there's that, that thing of like, uh, like you said, that the, the old style content with this these new subclasses uh, just means that the power creep is crazy. And then, you know, the sunset things like Recluse, uh, well, then you've got the, uh, like things like Mida, uh, the mini tool, and uh, funnel web, forbearance. which are probably uh, forbearance, yeah. <laughs> which uh, which the, like recluse pales into insignificance, doesn't it, compared to any of them? But uh, I've been saying it for the past like, year or so. If an old man like me can solo a GM, the game is too easy. That's mm. what I believe. But I think that. It's great that it does make things like day ones, etc., more accessible to uh, uh, a, a, a large group of people. Uh, but I think there still needs to be something there for the tryhards, uh, some sort of different challenge. Mm -hmm. So if if a day one's going to be at that level as it was, of, uh, as Ron was. Mm -hmm. where you saw that many people getting day one clears, which is great for the game and great for 
for people. It was my first day one clear. Same. It felt, it felt, uh, it didn't feel special because, you know what I mean? We cleared it in three hours, but no, it was, I think mm. it was three, three and a half hours, and it was like, I was ready for a 24 hour slog. Do you mm. know what I mean? And the fact that we did helps for, I think we took eight, eight or nine people through the day one after that to get the day one emblems. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just took its shine off it a little bit for me. Uh, so it would have been nice if there would have been something else, maybe another emblem with, I don't know, like master, master day one or just something else that they can give people who want to be challenged. Uh, you know, an, an extra aspect to if they're going to make the get if if they're going in that direction, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be something else to keep to keep everyone happy. Can I can I add on to what Granddad said really quick? Yes. Um. So I guess first of all, don't diminish your own accomplishments. Solo GMs are are awesome. So good stuff. And he speed runs mm-hmm. them no less. He posts his speed run times on Twitter as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's always messaging ATP <laughs> saying like oh sped run this geo anyway um, <laughs> the uh the thing that i think is cool is like the accessibility side of destiny has opened up a ton and that's mm-hmm. like i obviously i think the start of this could kind of sound almost like we're unhappy with that being the case and i don't yeah. think that's true we're all yeah. i mean we help with pve and we run with our communities all the time, helping people through PBE activities and helping them get loot and whatnot. And I mean, it's because it's, it's fun to play and see people's like genuine reaction to getting things for the first time and like helping them achieve those things. Um, but to Granddad's point, I think the the higher end of the game and like that challenge has definitely diminished. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to take anything away from people who are accomplishing those things. It's just I don't think that upper end challenge exists anymore it's definitely like that that gap has been squished so much to the point where um with how powerful we are now i feel like there's not the mechanical difficulty to meet Mm -hmm. that um and i i get the whole thing of like people you know they're not a fan of getting one shot in gms yeah i don't think a lot of people are to be fair Mm. um because there's like that there's definitely that artificial difficulty that exists but like I don't think we've had a raid where the mechanics were as simple as Root of Nightmares right. ever. Like like almost callous level where you mm-hmm. step on a plate, you do damage, you know? Like it was you you connect five nodes and then you go into damage. It's connect the dots. With, with, it, it is. Yeah. And it, and it yeah. and I, I don't I mean it's a, the raid's been soloed. So it was designed in a way where yeah. you really can yeah. lean on one or two people to heavily it's been solo flawless by the way which is insane yeah um but like yeah. they a few after, times after, after three after three months as well <laughs> three after months three That's months crazy That's it took crazy. years for wrath but like i it's just been designed in a way where you know one or two people can really do the heavy lifting and other people it, it's a good starter raid but i i think we've yeah i just don't see another last wish coming out like i genuinely don't mm-hmm. because no. the player sentiment to those you know what people would call legit mechanics where you actually have to like read riven's eyes and things like that people avoid like it's been avoided it people just choose to you know do the one floor because it's easy but Mm. in actuality i'm sure some of you guys have taught that that encounter it's like one of the most rewarding and fun things to do in the game i like i've Mm -hmm. done that several times i i I think i've seen dan do it a couple times um and yeah it's i don't know i'd like to see that element definitely ramp up quite a bit 
because the gameplay mm -hmm. elements are fun. It's just that challenge that's gone right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the glass ceiling mentality, isn't it? Like that is like there's only so high that you can go like in terms of difficult content these days. Because like I said, like yeah. I'm having a great time, but I'm not getting my fix that I usually get from doing solo content since yeah. since strands come out. It's not been the same. It's more been focusing on helping other people. And from an accessibility perspective, I I do really like the fact that they've lowered the light level to get into GMs because the number of people that have never been able to have the chance to do one that have mm -hmm. been able to come in and like join join raffles and it's like not being like oh well you need to be a pinnacle cap and you need to have plus this on your artifact otherwise you can't get in I think that's been a like on a more positive side of things I really I do really like that but from my perspective from the solo stuff that I enjoy doing I've not had that like it's not I don't really feel like as satisfied doing it as I have right. done in the past. So, yeah. yeah I, I, that, can, I, I, that, I remember I remember watching you do the solo uh, light blade and uh that I think mm. that's sort of <laughs> that's sort of difficulty. But I remember mm. you were getting to like the boss room and that and I was the yeah. same. I'd started it late and I I can't wait for it to come back so I can have another mm. crack at it. But yeah, there's nothing I'm, I'm not missing that GM at all. Solo. Even I'm though back. in the if end, it comes back it next became... season, yeah, you will be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like when that first came out, that felt like, like it felt hard. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously we got used to the jumping back and forth. And, yeah. Uh, we, we worked that all out and stuff. But I think that sort of difficulty for the first, even the first month, I'd say, when it first came out was a, a good point, a good, a good, a good level. Interesting uh, that you say that because we didn't have damage resist in the game at the time. Mm, that season, yeah. that was before yeah. the forty percent DR was added. And yeah. I don't know if you guys remember this, but we had, we had to run. Uh, what's the void one where you used to pick up an elemental well and it would grant you damage resist? Protective or... light. Protective yeah. light. Uh, it wasn't protective yeah. light. Was it? it no. It was, it, 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 it was, was the one after. Light, but it was, it was essentially that. It was. Yeah. It was similar. Yeah. But right. anyway, yeah. Whoa. So it's funny you mentioned that because I was like that three month stretch where that wasn't in the game yet after uh, yeah. uh, Witch Queen dropped. Witch Queen, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 The damage res resistance we have now is just, it's too much, isn't it? Mm. I think. But I don't know. Like like you said, it, no one likes being one shot in GMs. It's sort of mm. artificial difficulty, but mm. It's, it's, it's a tough one. And it's like with the raids, if Bungie look at how many people have completed that raid, mm -hmm. how many people got the day ones, that's that's got to be deemed, from their point of view, a, a success, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it, 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 I think so, because it, it has more eyes on it. Like, exactly. not only does it's it have more eyes. It's feet through the door, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's feet through the door, it's, it's access. So do you guys feel like, yeah. because the raid experience has basically kind of become like a, I don't, I don't, say this to be a dick <laughs> but like it's basically it's 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 kind of like a um a mario party experience you're going in there with six of your buds and you're and you're going to complete mm. the thing at least in in recent memory um that's kind of how raids have, have what they've evolved into um mm. do you feel do you feel that there is room for different experiences in raids across the spectrum like we have we have like like you said we have last wish 
but we also have DSC and Ron that are probably easier to teach p newer people uh, how to play raids. What are your What are your thoughts on on raids as a party game rather than difficulty? I genuinely don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I almost feel, and I say this with the utmost respect to Bungie because it is a live service game, and they're constantly having to evolve player expectations and. I mean, just the gaming hemisphere in general has changed so much, like, in terms of accessibility and, you know. Um, but, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, World of Warcraft will have a, a seven-day World's First or, like, a, mm. even sometimes, like, three weeks, right? And that's obviously the hardcore end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, but the longest I think Destiny's ever had was, I mean, was it like 18 hours for a world's first completion, which was, I think, for Destiny, definitely a bit too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they started that with Last Wish being, you know, people were too under and then Scourge of the Past, people were overleveled. And that's how they arrived at Contest. And I felt like Crown and Garden were like kind of the levels where it felt like people could complete it. But it was like really hard still, mm -hmm. I think. And, and maybe yeah. DSC was like the correct tuning where, you know, like 2000 or so teams completed it. Um, but it still felt like a hell of an accomplishment because like Atrax was really hard on day yeah. one. Yeah. But I feel like they've changed it so much now with with Root of Nightmares and, and things like that, that um I don't know bungie will tend to like go back on decisions that they previously made like whether it's you know making destiny your daily hobby i think it's to me become more of like a tuesday wednesday game i play a lot because i have a community to play with and i'm fortunate to do that as a solo player i don't know what i would be doing five days mm -hmm. out of the week like and that's okay like variety is fine um and the same thing goes for raids like they used to be you know the pinnacle end game pve experience with Root of Nightmares, I didn't feel that. And I feel like if now they revert back and make them harder again, people will be pissed off. Mm. Um, mm. Especially if there's good loot tied behind it. And they're like, what, like, what is the point? I'm so frustrated. We can't get this loot. Like our team did day one Root of Nightmares. And now, you know, they've gone and made this whole crazy, like difficult thing. I just don't think that would go over well with the majority of the community now. So mm -hmm. they've kind of dug yeah. themselves in a hole where if they do kind of go back on that, I don't know how that would be received by the wider community. Mm -hmm. They would have to do an additional level on top of what they've already got because master raids, although they're difficult, all you're doing is adding in more champions and they slap you harder. Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's yeah. not necessarily what you want. Like, I think no. you should just be able to do, just have contests there all the time or put something in that's a little bit harder or add something that's got like, I don't know, a threat or a surge like the way they do with the Grandmaster Nightfalls, just something to make it more challenging, but it's still mm -hmm. much of the same because... That master raid with those champions, I'm like, oh, dude. See, yeah. <laughs> what about? But what about something like the tempo mode that Vogue had? You know, you completed world first, Destiny two, Vault of Glass, and then if you wanted, you got held sort of tempo mode, which had the challenges, I believe, if I remember correctly, mm. where you had to go back into the raid, redo the raid within the 24 hours, and then but that also had Fall, the challenges. It? Kingsfall yeah. also had it. Yeah. All the yeah. reprise raid had it, ones. but Vault also had it in Kingsfall. So what if they mm -hmm. made something for the new raids that are not reprised raids, but that was like a tempo mode on mm. top yeah. of it? Would that kind of be maybe a big, like a better compromise? So the 
not sweaty people could go and get their day one and then the sweatier people or people that like more of a challenge could go and do it i'm gonna call it tempo mode because that's what volt was but yeah. like a tempo mode where they could go in yeah. and get like you need to clear all the challenges again and it's a harder difficulty or it's a contest mode with the challenges whatever but had that mm -hmm. kind of challenging yeah. mode for those those people mm -hmm. dan mm -hmm. dan what do you think of that He's not fair. <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's that's not it. I think I think to Buff's point, they've put themselves in a corner with raids mm. in the sense that as a community, we don't know where raids stand. Mm -hmm. I think the discussion around raids would be more straightforward. If they came out and told us this is what the expectation should be, this is what we would like to see the average percentage of our community complete day ones, because there's too wide of a two teams to 40,000 teams. There's too wide of a like scale. And I don't think they've ever came out and I don't think they need to, but I think as a community, we should know where raids stand. I would argue we, as a, as a community, we know more about how Bungie feels about grandmasters mm. than they do raids. Because every time a raid comes out, everything about it is different. Every time a raid comes out, the, 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 we don't have masters. We don't need masters anymore. A year later, we're bringing masters back. A year later, they add other stuff back. Mm. So we're constantly just having the, our entire raid experience changed one raid we have like val where we have super tight mechanics and a lot of symbols and all that stuff and the next raid we're connecting the dots you know mm -hmm. so it's kind of mm -hmm. tough to like have some sort of like consistency and balancing and and like we've all have said today the game is long in 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 in, in this years and i can only imagine how difficult it is to you know, continually make new mechanics. I remember my team for Ron, every encounter, we were like, oh, this is literally the mechanic from Crown. This is the mechanic from Leviathan. This is the mechanic from Scourge, mm -hmm. just because it's very similar. So it made it very yeah. easy for us to like, you know, remember something from other raids and connect it to the new raids. And it's, it is kind of difficult. I don't think my experience of what I want a raid to be is what the community wants to be. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think it should be that. But I do think there should be something in the game, like what Cordy said, something of a higher difficulty for those of us that actually want to challenge ourselves. I don't know what that is. I, I don't, I'm not a developer. But it is a very tough situation to have a lot of people who are just getting their first clears of raids or even just starting to try to do day one raids and Bungie seeing a lot of people complete it and be like, Oh, we want to have more experiences like that. From a business standpoint, it makes sense. Even yes. though people, what is it? What would I say? Even though people uh, glorify uh, the experience that they heard of last wish. Mm -hmm. I remember doing last wish day one. And I remember being <laughs> 40 underneath and vault and Morgan. Yeah. And I guarantee people would not want that experience in a day one, even yeah. though no, I do think not. if they were to do something to kind of change for, you know, artificial difficulty, it would be bringing back that, uh, difficulty where they, 
decided to make contest mode 35 underneath instead of 20. But you're not going to like that. If you already don't like getting one shot in a GM, I guarantee you are not going to like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to pump all your DPS out and see the health bar go that much. Like, you're not going <laughs> to like that. Yeah. But it would be yeah. very challenging and require an entire team to be like absolutely perfect. But it's, it's, I would, I would personally like to know, and I've, and I've felt this way for a while. I'd like to know, like, where we stand as a community in Bungie's eyes with raids. Because there's just too much back and forth as far as, like, it makes me kind of worried for Final Shapes raid. Mm. Because how successful Ron is, do they decide to make, and I, I don't think they will, but do they decide to do the same thing? So their last raid of their um, Light and Dark Saga is the biggest and the most successful one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't I have any issues with the Temple's Edge thing, but I can already see like the issues with it from the the hardcore community and the more casual community. I don't want to call them casual, but the people that don't do the raids outside of a couple of times and get the exotic. Right. Not the, those of us that do it hundreds of times and then help our communities. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I hope they decide to make a new raid that's closer to Val. Mm-hmm. Then Ron, I kind of yeah. am expecting Final Shapes ready to be closer to Ron, with maybe a couple extra encounters mm-hmm. as a witness and stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I just hope that it is uh, not like Ron. I'm sorry. There's a there's a couple things like for me. So one, they made it more accessible, which I think is important yes. by making it 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be the accessibility, in my personal opinion. It shouldn't be sacrificing the difficulty of the raid and the Mm. mechanics itself and so yeah you're giving the chance for more people to run but if you make it to i i mean i hate using the word like dan said but like easy quote unquote which is proven by the fact that over two times the teams completed route day one than every other day one raid combined to date across d1 and d2 Mm. and that's a that's pretty staggering that, that's an insane stat um and that's not a bad thing but uh to the original question of like i mean i guess before i get into that like the the main thing is i think in d1 one of those like i don't know if you guys heard the common sentiment from the raid team is like there was this statistic where like less than five percent of players ever even yeah. entered mm-hmm. a raid ever yeah yeah that's yeah. not the yeah. case anymore i don't think like they've definitely achieved their goal there um <clears throat> take that for what it's worth However, now like the the challenge side and the esteem of the day ones that they created and that was so popular, they were doing it so well, you know, it's easily their most watched day on Twitch. It's mm-hmm. the thing that all endgame players look forward to by far the most out of, in, I know myself included, like prepping for day ones, whether it's like bounties or practicing with your team or whatever it is, like I look forward to that day every single year. And when we were in and out of the raid in three hours, I was like, man, that's it. Mm. And I don't know if um, to the original question, if adding a tempo's edge thing would really accomplish what they're looking for. I think it's an interesting idea. Um, but if any sort of cosmetic is tied to it, people will be pissed off no matter what. Because mm. like that emblem for the original clear for the casual community now becomes not enough. They want whatever is tied behind the tempo's edge. Mm as well like that's just how the human brain works right you always want what you potentially can't have or like is the best thing 
Um, so like if you added more cosmetics or like an even cooler emblem behind a tempo's edge, people would be just as pissed as not being able to complete the original day one. So I'm not really sure where you go from here, to be honest. It, it's a really difficult situation they put themselves in. It's a lose-lose situation, honestly. It yeah. is. So my my question to that though is so we we see that um they've been doing they've been doing some work trying to make competitive more worthwhile uh in pvp namely by putting uh different cosmetics behind that um do are we seeing the same type of vitriol that we would that you're positing will we'd see like i i don't see a lot of people going ah man that guy got the ascendant uh emblem i man I'm very upset that that guy that got the Ascendant emblem, I should be able to get that that adept or something like. There is definitely that crowd mm -hmm. yeah. in the yeah. Destiny community. Okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like in PvP it's less so because it's much more dependent on your individual skill against others mm. versus like PvE, it's you versus a computer, you mm -hmm. know? And so naturally people get more pissed off if they're gatekept from something you know, that I guess is more under their control than like going against an actual human on the other side. So maybe that has part of it. And mm -hmm. genuinely, also, like a lot of people just don't like PVP. So yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe I've just curated my, my Twitter timeline very well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that a lot. Uh, there's also no timekeeping on those emblems for mm. comp and trials. Whereas yeah, these true. emblems that yeah. we're looking at will have to do them within 48 hours. Well, 24, now 48 hours. So I yeah. think that's another aspect to it as well, that it's like, well, we have to do it in this period of time. Otherwise we won't get it. Whereas in PVP, there's, it's much more, I, I don't know if there's going to be a limited amount of time that you're going to have to get that emblem. I'm pretty sure that that'll roll over season to season that you can get that, the um, not the Ascendant emblem for getting into adept or whatever yeah. it is i don't i don't pvp so I, mm. I couldn't tell you but then the the new trials one as well that'll be around forever when you've got to get your whole card with flight of the pigeon on each you've got to always yeah. be ahead yeah. on each of your matches to get that so um yeah i think that's that's another one of the differences as well like if you want to have that emblem like you don't have to be stressed to do it within a certain period of time it's always going to be there mm. yeah unless unless there's a bug in the game you know like say that <laughs> You don't lose any Unless. points if you uh, if you leave the oh, match. Oh yeah, uh... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Unless there's one of those, yeah. Oh, that was absolutely amazing. They Imagine out a new, um, new emblem for Ascendant. Granddad was like, <laughs> and then there was a, then there's a, then there's a bug where you don't lose any points if you leave. If you lose it, brilliant, brilliant. You couldn't write it, could you? But uh, couldn't make it up now. No, but the, the thing about like the the cosmetics and the you know people being pissed off if they haven't got a particular thing i think that's the problem not to sound like an old codger but it's a problem with the youth of today i think <laughs> it's it's fomo is a good thing people oh, should yeah. people should like be not jealous but i think it's a good thing Aspire. it makes people they should aspire, aspire, yeah, yeah exactly aspire. not just trying, giving yeah. everything giving everything like with you know with a little amount of effort if if it, these sorts of things and these rewards, if people want them and they're, they're behind something that's uh, more skills needed, well, doesn't that give people the impetus to, to get better rather than, you know, just be given it? Mm. I think I think this thing about FOMO being a bad thing is, is, uh, is, is crazy. It's like, I don't like this thing where they, they give, uh, they, 
they give all the red boards out at the end of the season or they make the seals the seal requirements lower you know at the end of the season mm. no flawless uh, raids anymore things like that mm. yeah yeah no flawless raids for a seal I, like if we could have like a even a try hard seal do you know what i mean where they'll never do it but like which has solo gms in it mm. uh even low man raids which i know they they won't do because all flawless i don't think yeah yeah and anything like that mm. that because even like rank 11 guardian rank mm-hmm. uh, rank rank 11 guardian is just solo in the dungeon it's not solo flawless mm. so mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything i know i'm not saying it's easy to solo a dungeon but maybe solo a dungeon should be ranked 10 and then solo flawless yeah. should be rank 11 mm. just to because they, they said in all these Vidocs, they wanted the ranks to be uh, a quick uh, a quick way to look at a Guardian and know that they know they're good at the game or yeah. they know a lot about the game. Different levels. Uh, but I now just, I, think you, I think it's cooler if you rank six now. <laughs> just seriously, I mean, I know some of the best players just don't. And I, like, I don't care about it personally. I know a bunch of very skillful players. They could care less about mm. even getting to rank seven like mm-hmm. they were like damn it i made it to rank seven i wanted to stay six for the whole season yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah uh i don't know it, we're in a very bizarre place mm. i think one thing that would be cool and i actually made a video on this a while back would be instead of adding like really try hard titles would be instead of gilding a title you could like platinum a title or something Mm. like that change the because like they all look exactly the same like they're all gold with a number behind it what if like you had like you basically like prestige the whatever seal you have you can still gild it so like you can be a conqueror times nine or whatever it is now but like yeah maybe there is like you can make you can turn that platinum and it's like you have to flawless every GM. You have to complete every one in under thirty minutes. Mm, you yeah. like you have to at least solo one grandmaster. Like like things like that. That gives so much longevity and challenge to players. And it's like, yeah, the 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 less like the more casual community, I guess, like could still go and get that seal. And then if that's too much, they're like, that's just not worth the effort. Then it's not worth the effort to them. But they're not missing out on like. A unique mm. cosmetic, I guess. Mm. I, I, more yeah. so just like evolving an existing cosmetic in the game, which might hopefully like help. And I think that would be yeah. really cool. Like they could mm. do that with so many things. What about also, ornaments? Uh, Bungie, yeah. the Bungie star wouldn't be missing out on the seal sales. You got the platinum version. That's definitely why they took flawlesses yeah. out. I'm sure of it. Because oh, they, for sure. You know what I mean? They, they they've got to shift them seals on the bungee star. That's mm-hmm. what I do if I if I own bungee as a businessman. I say right, we need to get more of them. Need to get more of them shifted. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, my next question uh, to kind of move off of uh, raids. Uh, so we've seen a lot of changes, primarily to GMs this season, uh, which seem to have taken the place in game wise for what raids used to be. Um, particularly because it feels like you can get a team together easier. Um, Mm -hmm. and the difficulty is they, they cap your difficulty. How are we feeling about the GMs, um, 
overall this season, difficulty wise as well as activity. Difficulty, I would say, was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ran with Dan and we knocked them all out pretty much first try, except for I think one. Yeah, which was Mars Battleground, and yeah. that was second try. And uh, I mean, I've been doing these strikes since 2017, most of them. Mm-hmm. So like, I I, I don't want to load into Lake of Shadows ever again. You know, like I I know they can't make enough strikes to make every season new. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what you do, and I, I don't know. I I understand that they're making battlegrounds them just to give us some diversity in our GM playlist. But man, is is it stale if you're not just helping other people who don't have as much experience? You know, I used to do GM helps the first two years that they came out, mm-hmm. but I I just can't do them anymore. <laughs> You know, I've done a lot of these strikes hundreds, if not thousands of times, just in general, since the game requires you to, you know, do the playlist for whatever reason, for seals, for, uh, you know, weapon progress, just a lot of other ways you have to engage in these strikes already. And then when you got to do something challenging, you're doing the same strikes anyway. A lot of the difficulty is gone because of just, I know this strike in and out already. So all you're doing is going and doing a strike at a slower pace and spawn killing everything, basically. Since you know the spawns, you've done, we've all done the strikes a lot. So we already know what to expect in every strike. And like we were saying earlier with Lightblade, what made it so difficult was the inexperience of what we had to expect in that GM. The same thing happened with Proving Grounds last year. We all we all didn't know. Yeah, holiday. Mm. We didn't know what to expect. Once we all know mm. what to expect, we know how to cheese it. We know how to make the guy jump up and down. With you mm. all get back to just doing a strike, and it's it's a tough situation because I used to enjoy GMs when they first came out, but now it's just I do the each one one time a uh, season, and that's that's it. Um, I think it'd be a little bit different if I did like the, the, the solo GMs. I know a lot of people do that. And I think that's where a lot of people get their fix for GMs. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it in a more traditional three person fire team, it's just, it, it doesn't have a lot going for it. I know raids don't have a lot going for it right now, but outside yeah. of it requiring more people, I just can't see GMs being the end game over raids. We are in the minority on that. Because I know, like, I, I, I oh, mean, hey, I, absolutely. I make a lot of GM guides, like, just on YouTube. And yeah. I mean, you'd be, you'd be shocked to still see how many people struggle. And that's obviously like an influx of new players coming into the mm-hmm. game where, like, maybe they don't have that perspective and experience. But, like, to your point, yeah, we've run the same strikes for years. They removed, what was it, like, nine or 10 strikes with sunsetting mm-hmm. that, you know, got rid of, like, the, a bunch of diversity we had in the playlist that kept things fresh and less repetitive and it's like now i think um if you exclude the battlegrounds which personally i don't think should be mixed with the strike playlist i actually think they make better grandmasters than they do strikes um because like mars battlegrounds i actually thought was like a pretty fun challenge yeah um but yeah like i mean we got rid of some of the best strikes we've had like sabathun song and pyramidian and garden world and like all these just they were super fun, sometimes really tough grandmasters. Um, they got rid of Hollowed Lair six months after it was introduced to the game. They got rid of Festering Core less than a year after it was added to the game. 
so like my question becomes like what what is the design philosophy there because it just seems like such a waste of resources to let those things go away um and i mean we're we're on how many how many years has d2 been around now is it like five yeah. six it's like oh, five six. Well, we're six years into six. A, a live service game and our strike playlist has 15 strikes in it i can partially answer this the reason why so many were removed is partially because when they made the engine update to beyond light they had to recode code i'm, I'm, call, I'm gonna call it recode it's easier this way they had to recode textures right and the way destiny is made if you kind of dig in a little bit is that especially back in the day i'm not sure now but back in the day very much so like let's, i'll take the example of zero hour or uh, no actually whisper you know how you did whisper you would go on io and it would load you into the whisper mission but the yeah. whisper mission was technically tied to io so it pull it would pull assets from io so textures yeah. environments so on and so forth so when they decided to vault io for example then they vault everything related to io so textures mm. assets and so on so whisper got vaulted at the same time and if you remember when beyond light dropped prophecy got removed like temporarily right yeah because yeah. prophecy was tied to reckoning so it put assets from reckoning yeah. mm -hmm. and when they vaulted reckoning they had to temporarily vault prophecy so they could quote unquote recode it mm -hmm. into its own instance mm -hmm. I mean, so, it's, it's definitely interesting to your point. I just part of me as a frustrated Destiny fan is I know I don't I don't care like mm, what the I technical know. limitations are. Like we have a six year old game with 15 strikes in it. We're I getting completely agree with you. We're getting one strike per annual expansion. We get one PVP map maybe at some mm -hmm. point throughout the year per annual expansion. And that just doesn't seem like enough to me. Like, I, I don't know I if the priorities are, are they've shifted and they're they're away from the core playlist. But why have the core playlist if we're just going to ignore them? And like, I completely agree with you. I think that for sure they should and have like, been re brought in somehow even more. Personally, I would take those old strike over some of the battlegrounds we've mm -hmm. had, even mm -hmm. if it took a Wait. little bit longer for them to be brought back in. Right. But yeah. yeah. And I guess like my final point is just Where's the incentive for players to even go into the GM playlist? You can make them as hard as you want. There's no reason for me to go into the GM playlist. Like, oh, everybody's, you know, we're stoked about kinetic tremors on Hung Jury for mm -hmm. the, you know, it's been had its up uh, perk pool updated for the fourth time. Like, no one really cares about it. They're they're all reissued weapons from either or, like either D one or D two. Mm -hmm. None of, like those weapons had, are just you know they've either been around for eight plus seasons now and people have them and have have had them for a very long time or they're just not worth the time investment to go and sit there and farm them out. Like yeah, I don't I don't know. It just seems it just honestly it seems like their core playlists are just neglected across the board. PvP seen like virtually zero content added to it they're doing some things with trials and i, I get that and the you know they added an emblem mm. yeah and a half-baked rank system gambit hasn't seen maps in four years uh you know strikes have had more removed over the last two years than have been brought into the game mm -hmm. those are major problems from a design standpoint and like player investment standpoint to me that like i'm just not sure they have answers for and that bothers me as 
someone who's paying like an expansion cost and a seasonal cost that just doesn't seem good enough mm. in a live service game like to just be completely honest that just bothers me i completely agree with you that's a one of my biggest gripe also with the game currently is the time investment compared to the rewards like received right and that's across the game mm. it's not just on the core playlist and everything and we've talked about that with dan before i've talked about it with multiple people be it in pve be it in pvp mainly in pve because a, a lot of the game rewards centers around pve mm -hmm. um but yes there's some somewhere in bungie's whole infrastructure somebody who's in charge of the rewards is kind of missing the mark and has been missing the mark in my opinion for years at this point and it is extremely frustrating in QSA because things are lackluster and mm -hmm. what is the point of running all of these end game content or just regular content when you feel like you cannot get the rewards you're looking for or any reward that feels worth your time so i agree when there is and when there is there's fomo tied to it they mm -hmm. go away they get sunset or removed and then people are like what the hell i can't get this gun mm -hmm. anymore and it just feels like a lot of resources are being dedicated to seasonal content that like yeah. is fun for a couple weeks. Mm. But I can't imagine the resources they're spending creating new seasonal activities every single season instead of just adding to the depth of the core game. Mm. And I remember like Agreed. years ago, Datto said something where he was like, the game has become so broad, but at that expense has become so shallow. And I don't think I've ever heard as true of a statement of that as it as it is mm -hmm. with Destiny, because the core playlists have virtually no depth to them. You could mm. you could be a new light player and go run for two days and have experienced everything there is to experience in these strike playlists, for example. Obviously, Grandmasters are different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in one season, you're done with what that game has produced over a six-year period. And I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. If you go over to Final Fantasy and you progress through their raids, take you a year. Or, or two to like progress through all of the savage raids that they've got and like and a lot of people are starting to move that direction because i just feel like and and there was an outcry on twitter for this they've invested in activities that like people are kind of getting sick of and i know we won't mm -hmm. see the the fruits of that feedback for a couple seasons because you know i mean uh Joe Blackburn had to come out and basically address and be like, we we hear your feedback mm -hmm. loud and clear, but it's going to be a few yeah. seasons till that comes to fruition. So with that said, and kind of tra transitioning into maybe the next section of this conversation, um, Season of the Deep is a week away. Um, they have said that this season is one that is going to see some changes to the seasonal model, um, possibly even activity. What... What are you looking forward to in Season of the Deep? What would keep you in Season of the Deep? Um, and and um, what are you what are you anticipating with all the changes that that we know are coming? Uh, I'm uh, just anticipating more of the same, really. Mm. I think they uh, even though they've come out and said that they're they're listening, etc. I just can't see them getting off this seasonal model. And all the problems that you've just mentioned about the strikes uh, and, you know, no new Gambit maps, I think that's all a byproduct of the seasonal model. Uh, I, I preferred it when, you know, like Black Armoury times, uh, for not to mm. 
harp on about it, but like Forsaken, where you play for as long as long as you want and earn as much as you want, or space it out and play as little as you want and just do it in your own time. Mm-hmm. But uh, there wasn't that. It didn't feel. It, it didn't feel as like time uh, time gated as everything is now. You know, over the the, the course of the eight weeks. I know that you had like the uh, the different forges coming out on a weekly basis in Black mm-hmm. Armory, but uh, it just didn't feel as bad as it does now. And I mean, well, that I, first I couple weeks, more about that one. <laughs> like yeah, remembering yeah, that first couple but, weeks, that felt pretty bad for a lot of yeah. players. Yeah, when that yeah. came out, but I I cared more about that than I do like about season of the plunder. You know, going on pirate ships, I, I it just mm. didn't. It's never that. That whole seasonal thing has never done anything for me. It's, I don't, I don't, I, I actually like this season's the best out of all of them. You know, the, uh, of our, the, uh, going on the, on the ships and stuff, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, Legend, are they called Battlegrounds? I don't yeah. know what they're called. They, they uh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, pretty good this season. Uh, I didn't enjoy Mars, etc. I didn't enjoy them battlegrounds when they came out in the seasonal playlist, but I did enjoy the GM. So uh, maybe I'm just a fussy old. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm like, I like, don't know what I want. So is there is there anything that you're looking forward to next season? Like uh, going underwater? No. Uh, <laughs> the greatest enemy. <laughs> yeah, the the dungeon. I, I, mm-hmm. I still like dungeons. I like the dungeons for about three weeks. Once you solo flaws them on every class and stuff, uh, and you took people through them who want to go through them. But I've even noticed on GMs doing GM raffles and raid raffles that uh, the interest seems to have waned. It's because mm. people don't need the help as much, I feel, as if they, they once did. I used to open a raffle and it'd, it'd be like 20, 30 people in it. Now you'd, you're getting like four or five people. But. Uh, mm. That might just be my popularity's waned, I don't know. Might have nothing to do with GMs. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably more like it, but yeah. Uh, I, I feel like people don't need as much help anymore as they once did. Mm. Uh, but for your question, I'm looking forward to the dungeon, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking forward to looking like a mermaid. <laughs> With an armor two two, it looks great. Yeah. It looks awesome. <laughs> I guess forgot about that. That is, yeah. Mark would be warlock. He's a male warlock at the moment. <laughs> I get for for me. I'm looking forward to see like because they said that they are going to be doing a shift. I am looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Um, because we've had we've had seasons that have changed how we look at the game of destiny. I think season of the splicer is a big one um, for that. Mm. But we've had kind of the same formula for so long that maybe we've become maybe it was like a complacency between dev and audience that that caused us to kind of have. A, a lack of excitement about change in destiny. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see like when they say, Oh, we're going to change some things around for how you earn rewards for, for activities. I'm anxious to see what that looks like, especially Me since too. we're going in with our current light level being the max. If you hit mm-hmm. 1810. 
That's a great point because I'm definitely concerned about that. As much as people yeah, hate I'm the anxious. power grind, like yeah. it was always something to at least like passively think about while you mm. were playing. And with that being removed, yeah. like they're gonna have to fill it with something. Like I, and to your point, like I'm excited to see what they do too. Um, and I think a perfect example of what you were talking about, like where they found a recipe for success. When Arrivals was originally the season yeah. and they came up with the umbral system and the focusing, people were like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, yeah. they've never seen anything like that. They took that and then it became so formulaic that, mm -hmm. like, yeah. eventually people mm -hmm. get sick of it. Like, it's like, dude, it's the same three by five grid we have every single season. They've streamlined it. It's mm -hmm. definitely better than they used to be, for sure, to their credit. But it like it's, it's like the time gated stuff as well. Like you've got yeah. to wait every week to be able to progress that, mm -hmm. like that you play bit for with an the hour perks and, you're and done. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then you've and got to wait like, till next week I and then that. yeah. I, I think I, I missed I just missed yeah. the like magic that Destiny used to bring to gaming. Like I remember there were just so many unique events. Mm-hmm whether it was the menagerie or the forges or like it all, like they were still seasonal activities, but they felt so distinctly unique. And there were so many more like just one-off secrets could happen on any given Tuesday. It's mm, not yeah. like, oh, we're up to step seven of 54. You know, there could be something that happens next week. Like tune in, you know, yeah. on next Tuesday and see what happens. It was it was much more it was much less scripted. It was like Bungie was just letting their creative juices flow and cool stuff would happen, whether it was the, the whisper mission or, you know, uh, God, what was the um, what was the last forge that you had to unlock? And there was like the secret community puzzle or whatever. Bergugia Niobe. Niobe Labs, Niobe Labs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like things like that, even though mm. we can't expect stuff like that every season. Mm -hmm. It was just like those like those drops of flavor a couple times a year were so mm -hmm. important to the to the game and like they did that with avalon avalon yeah. was cool this last season i thought they did a good job with that uh but yeah i just i i want to see them do more things like that and in terms of like what i'm looking forward to i really am i'm on the copium train that titan strike will return maybe mm -hmm. like Simon song bring it back please um and uh, <laughs> i would just i don't know i i loved titan so i hope they mm -hmm. i hope they do it justice yeah. the density the density of that location just being able to go into the shipping containers as well like dive down into the arcology yeah. i took that for granted arcology is so there. cool it's so cool it was in, yeah yeah i hope anyway. that's where the i hope that's where the the dungeon is personally because i wanted a raid there initially and now it's like oh we're you're getting a dungeon it's like well give it give it to me in the archaeology just, 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 just good the archaeology is so underused though it was such an underused yeah area in when it came out something song was in there mm -hmm. there was also like um the ace a, mission i think as well the ace advantage. mission yeah, like, and there was yeah. also some story mission when you were doing the red war mission Mm -hmm. There was one where you would go all the way and you mm -hmm. would enter kind of the center of the arcology, which was a huge place. And I was like, oh, why did you tanks? never do? Yes. <laughs> like, why did you never do yeah. anything with that? Because it's such an interesting place. Well, never say never. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe True. We'll no, I, I agree. But <laughs> yeah, I, I will not hold my breath for that. But mm -hmm. to, to a both point, what my, I was thinking about this. What if the difference is that when they release like, 
the forges and then well the drifter season we're going to gloss over that because there was not as much content for pve per se mm. and also um opulence season what if the difference was that in their mind when they were creating these activities they were more made for a longer like a way longer mm. time period because back then there were three seasons a year you had like way more time to do stuff that was also talked about how we kind of feel rush every season to to do everything mm -hmm. whereas back in the day you had a full year technically and we still do but it's not quite the same feeling what if like the difference is also in the production side where well these are going to be around for a full year mm -hmm. they need to be entertaining and rewarding i guess enough for people to keep going back to them and i they did i think nail with the menagerie but what if that's one of the biggest issues is that they're also so they're so focusing on seasonal seasonal stuff that are so short that they kind of don't think about mm. the annual the period of time where we have to play yeah where we have to play these activities and it, they kind of start to feel so repetitive because they're based on the same model as usual mm -hmm. so maybe that influences play old seasonal content like from the previous seasons depends if last, it's rewarding last year i did and it was it was mainly to get red border weapons uh that i yeah. hadn't bothered to get during the season and because at the end of the year mm -hmm. i was like or it was it was the third season i had a bunch of red borders that i needed to go after and i was like you know what I'll do one of each of the activities a day until I get the red borders knocked out. And that was actually fun. Like, but that was, that was me creating a loop for myself of like, okay, I'm going to go. And it's go. also FOMO to yeah. be fair. Cause yeah. you were like, these are going to be gone if I don't. Well, yeah. At the same time, it's, it was like, oh, I can do Leviathan. I can like, I'll do one Leviathan run. I'll do like a plunder, like, I'll do a plunder run. Yeah. I'll I'll just do those things. I'll do a dares of eternity <laughs> because I know yeah. that those are going to be those are active hotspots for me to go and get those red borders. And as I started knocking them out on the list and the list of activities got shorter and shorter, it it got a little monotonous <laughs> cuz I was like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll do two per day <laughs> on this on this location. <laughs> but uh I felt that Creating that loop for myself worked for me, but there there needs to be something like that that's in the game for players to do as well. That isn't just a self-created like challenge. Or maybe that's that's what they're looking for. I think the only one I really replayed was the um not the override, but the um the other one that was in Splicer. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, that because that was super rewarding. Yeah. Because the first three times you did it in the week, you could the... get either a weapon with multiple perks, or you could get a high stat piece of armor. Mm -hmm. yep. So it was like super. It was it was not super long. You could also cheese some of them. Let's not be. <laughs> let's not lie to ourselves there. But they were like not super long. They were fairly engaging, and they were extremely rewarding. And I think. That goes back to a, a point that we talked about earlier is that the game does not super f like feel extremely rewarding and the uh, seasonal activities for a lot of people are not rewarting mm. and variety is important that, uh... too. like multiple mm. bosses is like a very important thing i feel like in those yes. activities keep it fresh yeah like, dares yeah, did that really well mm. I, I was thinking like do we look at things like menagerie through rose tinted glasses because uh like Splicer, I, I totally forgot about Splicer. I did enjoy that season, but then, a good season. in a way, I was thinking, 
oh, we're, we're going to get this again uh, the, the season afterwards. Mm. We're going to be dunking moats. We're going to be... And I, I, I'm thinking, if they brought Menagerie out now, would we... Would it be as good as it was then? Would we still be? Would be? Would we be as impressed? They did, it? and that was season it, of the plunder. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like have we got? Have we just? Have we just become jaded? Like, are we expecting too much from from <laughs> them? I, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. know because like, I think it would be strictly because the loot from Menagerie was very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, until they fixed it there were rotating weekly bosses that like kept it fresh there was a mm-hmm. seal tied to it and that shadow was hard to get mm-hmm. like if it, yes. when it originally came out and it had a master or like an under leveled version master or yeah master and version. there was an there was an accomplishment i think for also doing it with three people instead of six like yeah. there, there was yeah, all sorts it, yeah. of like depth to that Mm-hmm. that I think added a lot of uh, replayability to it that you just don't see in current seasonal content. Mm. Yeah, the, the seasonal seals now are just... You've, mm-hmm. just gotta, you've just got to be there, haven't you, on that particular week and get the... Uh, do the, the steps in the, yeah. in the, the I never checklist. am. I get There's so nothing. bored after the second week, I fall behind on the story, and I'm like, I, I yeah. can't be bothered. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. And I know, I know I'm in the minority on that. Like, I, mm-hmm. it just... Seasonal content does not... No, I'm so me. behind as well. I just, like, I, I cannot yeah. sit there and do, go do steps yeah. 7 through 12 and then 14 through 17. I'm like, ugh. I, I, ugh. It's, it's usually like yeah. a battleground. And yeah, then you go if run it's a like a little bit of story. Dialogue. Exactly. It. Battleground, mm-hmm. like go back and it's always the same thing every week, right? So of course I, you're kind mm-hmm. of disengaging. It's, I, yeah. Why would I do that? I knocked out, I knocked out the Lightfall campaign and then I did all, all the story bits and I was like, okay. Well, we'll do GMs. I'll do that for a couple of weeks. And then because of work, I had to do a couple of Sundays off. So it's basically been like a couple of weeks off from stream, but also a couple of weeks off from destiny where I'm playing other games and I'm, I'm finding myself refreshed in a way <laughs> and maybe yeah. looking at it a little bit differently and anticipating season the deep more because of that, I think, but yeah. I don't know. I'm very hopeful. I am like, I really hope they shake it up and they knock it out of the park. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, all of us play a lot. And yes. We want the game to just be stellar. And I think mm. the most frustrating thing with Destiny is you always see the potential. It's right there. Mm. And you're like, dude, yes. just please, just do it. Just do, you know, do the thing. Come on, you got this. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. My fear is the one step forward, two steps back that Bungie mm. always does every season. So whenever they they have any positive things coming, I am always cautious because I know that even with the changes to like the uh, grid system, mm. my fear is what's what's the caveat with that change, you know? Yeah. So I think for me the big thing is I think the dungeon is going to be dope, but like outside of that, I'm like, what is coming next season, you know? Mm. How much of a if they're pulling back on how much of a I gotta log in every every Tuesday and do step one through seven like if you're pulling the reins off what's mm-hmm. the caveat like what's the other side of this of this yeah. this coin that you're flipping because mm-hmm. I've you've, you've historically done that as what we what we were talking about earlier with the Umbra system you know Umbra system that first season was fantastic and they were 
very uh, very surprised at that and had already made changes that they couldn't go back and change next season and then it took them a year to finally start bringing it back to what the community mm. initially liked so i i hope i think yeah. the dungeons gonna be fantastic because their dungeons are always really good i think the loot's gonna be really good from it and the gear but outside of the dungeon it could be an off season for a lot of people outside of the super hardcore you know mm. yep that's and a great point, actually, Dan, too. Like, I don't know, thinking about that specifically. Um, yeah, I just hope I hope they do something really cool with it. And, and to your point, like, it usually is one step forward, two steps back. But, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm nervous, too. Yeah. Until they prove me otherwise, they've, they've shown me too many times that. So I, I just, at this point, I'm just hopeful. Mm-hmm. And if the one step forward happens and two steps back. I'm like, well, that's Bungie. Oh, yeah, that's. You won't be disappointed at least. <laughs> I, I, <won't. laughs> I, I'm so, more I'm nervous. More uh, so. <laughs> I'm more nervous about the season after and not bringing back Wrath mm. the Machine. Like everyone thinks think it's going to be like. I just, I don't think they are going to. I've just got this fear that they'll just bring Leviathan back. I think with... it's Leviathan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I hope it's not. I hope it's it would not have true, to rework but... so much of that raid to make it meet current standard. Like, mm. I I I have a head cannon that the reason we got it back, like the the little pieces, like yeah. the last season, mm-hmm. was them trying to like slowly make sure the Leviathan's working. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was one of the stuff that I pulled because of the textures, and I wouldn't be surprised if. That was their way of putting all the stuff in the game and seeing, did this part work? Did this part mm-hmm. work? Did this part work? Oh, yeah, yeah. let's try to bring Leviathan. What if, what if they drop, what if they <laughs> drop Leviathan and then all of the other extended? Please. I did make a, 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 I remember having a theory with my chat a month ago and I was like, what if Yeah. they say Leviathan, but then they say Leviathan in the umbrella of every raid with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that could be cool, but then that's just Crown me being helpful. Mm. And they have like some super long raid, oh, yeah. and it's Brown like here, here's like the world's first for Leviathan, not Leviathan, you know this one, but Leviathan the every raid back to back type of thing. Because mm. you could, yeah. this is probably the only time you could do like every raid back to back, and it does, and it doesn't feel too long, mm-hmm. since yeah. a lot of those raids are like thirty minutes. And unless they make big changes, you could you could probably still knock out an hour of like every Leviathan. So, I, I like like Granddad said. I don't think it's Raph. I love Raph. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come back, but I yeah, I do, I do absolutely. I, love I, that I, I see the writing on a wall of it being Leviathan. <laughs> That's just because mm. there's always that, that comment. There was that comment about the uh, Crotas coming back as a dungeon one one there, but uh, how would that work time wise? Because we've got the, this new dungeon coming out now. Mm-hmm. Surely that's not going to be Crotas, is it? I don't. Is it? It won't be crowded. No, I don't think so. It no. would be. So, it would be the September. Or no, it would be, be December September. season or December. November season. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. It? Yes. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's still time for him to bring mm-hmm. that back. Yeah. Are we also getting? Are we getting the special mis- mission rotator next season, or is it the season after? I think is this coming up season. Okay. That'll add a little bit of longevity, hopefully. <laughs> to to well, it's it. weird because like as we've been saying, a lot of this content and a lot of this gear, mm-hmm. your desire for it is is based off of how much you play. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I think a lot of the stuff coming back is really cool for those people who are coming back to the game or missed out. It'll be really cool for them to check it out. But, mm-hmm. you know, like Above said earlier, I, I, I've i gotten four hung juries now. It doesn't intrigue me anymore. Yeah. But there's a lot of people coming to my GMs like, oh, I missed hung jury. I'm finally getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, because they keep sunsetting and then deciding to bring it back six months later. Yeah. Now, if they so brought back sun. Zero Hour and Whisper with new loot, yes. I'd be like... Oh yeah. I'm going to 100 percent eat my words because if they brought back zero hour and whisper, I'd be all over it. Oh yeah. me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. 100%. Yeah. And they'd be like, I thought you were saying that this is and I'm like, I had listen. Sorry. <laughs> I now own. know yeah. something yeah. different. I'm right able now. to change. Yeah. Yeah. These are the exceptions. Do, <laughs> do not use my words against me. <laughs> I now have new information. I am able to change. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that puts us in a pretty good spot. Um puts us in a pretty good spot to do some audience questions. How's everybody feeling? Like an hour in. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. yeah, great. Great. Good. It's been a fun conversation so far. Um, so I think leading from that conversation that we just had, uh, Clancy 5,000 asks tough question for you're now in charge at Bungie. How would you like the seasonal, the, how would you like the seasonal model to evolve in the coming year? What systems or routines are you worn out with? I think we've already talked about that. Uh, and would you change things with ri- without risk of, uh, a dip in weekly player engagement? Whatever the budget is for seasonal content, mm-hmm. move it to everywhere else in the core playlist. <laughs> so a season of the health. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, season yeah. of recovery. People have keep been talking the, about keep that. Keep the cutscenes, and then just let me click on the director. Can I watch the seasonal video mm-hmm. instead? That's yeah. what I would do. I think the amount of money that's made from the season pass every season like obviously there's four of them a year and sometimes some of us like buy them in advance with pre-orders for expansions and then some people pay at the time Mm -hmm. i think they really want to do like a whole uh, getting your value for money out of that season pass by doing these seasonal activities and this seasonal loot and stuff like that but i sometimes feel like it's it's too much because you're still at the end of the day paying mainly for an expansion to get one strike and one PvP map, mm. and maybe like, and, and then something that's reprised. And it's like, well, could you not just like take some of that that you're doing with the seasonal stuff and just kind of inject it into the expansion so it's something that will have that longevity for like for, from the next expansion to come and it's not just going to disappear after 12 months? Yep. Yeah. One yeah. thing that I've seen a lot of people talking about the seasonal pass like being able to carry over seasonal passes that you've purchased in the past and maybe didn't fi- f- uh, fill out all the reward for. So say you didn't hit 100 on it, you would still be able to work toward it and on it um, with uh, with your experience as you're going along. I feel like that would probably be a positive change to make. Mm. I can't remember where I saw that first, but it was somebody on Twitter. Yeah, And I'd credit you if I remembered. For me, I think... Um... Seasonal model mostly uh, comes down to, you know, just getting rid of the the formulaic. I mean, we've talked about it a million times, but like for me, I think one of the things that they did so well was they integrated you into the world of Destiny so much more than the current seasons do. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of time in one area, like too much. You're, you're in the same place over and over and over again. Whereas like before, 
you know, I don't know if you guys remember flashpoints, but like there'd be a different flashpoint mm. every week. Typically, the yeah. whatever would release in the season would be associated to that flashpoint, and you'd be able to go and like actually appreciate the planets a bit. Whereas like now, I feel like I don't go back to any of the destinations almost ever. There's no mm. reason to go back. Um, and you don't really you mean get you to... don't go to get your pile of bright dust to find the, se the seasonal <laughs> oh, challenges. You don't go yeah. to Europa and. <laughs> God, I it's mean, only time it, I go. It's exactly, and it's just like. Same. I, oh, when you bounce it hard, in. this is when I'm on my large pile of bright dust at the end of the season. It's like go yeah. to Cosmodrome and do this, go to this planet yeah. and do this. It's literally Same. the only time I go there. And I think yeah. that's like it's like one of the most beautiful parts of Destiny is like going and exploring the planets they've created mm. and this huge universe that we all like know and love, and you just never get to see it, like because there's just they give you no incentive to go back there, so. I feel like if they integrated the story into the wider universe of Destiny and they didn't confine you to just one playlist all the time and they kind of like opened it up to like be more inviting to like the overall universe of the Destiny as we know, like it'd be so much more interesting to me at least because it feels much more community driven in that aspect. Like, oh, you know, this week we need to go find out like where the story beat is or whatever and then like you know maybe have a couple like surprise things that pop up on that destination i feel like that would keep it so fresh and and like dan said like season of the health is so overdue from constant error codes and and server issues and emergency yeah. maintenance and um mm. you know the lack of content going into the the core playlist i would love to see an entire calendar year where there's one or two new strikes added every season or or like a strike a pvp map and a gambit map you know a rework of the rewards new weapons brought into grandmasters like they could take all that energy they're putting into seasonal activities that have limited replayability after you've gone through it that that first three months and flesh out the game more for you know the replayability after all like a lot of this it is a hobby for every for mm -hmm. like most players that play and so, like, if you're gonna, the, what are the three things that people replay the most? It's PvP, Strikes, Gambit, and they get mm. like virtually no love. So that that it's just sad to see. Mm. Granddad, what about you? Sorry, I was, I was just. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was I was listening. To, I was just agreeing with everything that was said, but I've uh, forgotten the original question. <laughs> so so you're in you're in charge of Bungie. What yes. would you like? You're in charge of the next, like the next year of, of seasons. What would you, what would you yeah. do to maybe shake things up to, uh, to, uh, damn it. Hold on. Clancy. I'm sorry. Uh, you've got the reins. What, what are you doing? How would you, how would you what like the doing? seasonal model yeah. <laughs> evolve in the yeah. coming year? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to agree with what above said about putting the scrapping the seasonal, uh, seasonal stuff, you know, the thing logging in every Tuesday and doing that one activity. Which we all we all always know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be banking something or uh you know procedural going through mm. the uh missions and going out going to every Tuesday. We always know where it's gonna be. It's gonna be in the helm. So I'd scrap that, uh bring some weapons into the core playlist such as like into the GMs. Uh even though I'm, I'm not a fan of Gambit. I do enjoy playing it when uh, when I'm doing my powering up at the start of the season, mm -hmm. which we're not getting next season, so I'm worried about that. Uh, so 
if they did put some new Gambit maps in and change the the way it works a little bit because I still think the heavy ammo economy in uh, Gambit is just bought. Uh, I think that needs looking at. But a lot of that might be because of Bricks from Beyond. I think that's why it's a bit weird this season. Uh, yeah, so I do, I do new weapons into the core core uh, playlist and uh, there was something else. No, it's gone. <laughs> no, it's gone. No, yeah. Yeah, I just show, show, show a bit of love to the main like ritual activities, mm-hmm. basically. Definitely. I think something that I, I would possibly do would be to take, instead of stretching out the telenovela approach of content, instead of stretching that over eight or nine weeks, just slamming it into two, give you a bunch of like, give you a bunch of bang right at the start and then mm. let you go from there. Um, I, that would be a couple sprinkles. Yeah. Just a couple, couple, couple sprinkles of like secrets, like secret stuff. Yeah. Just like a little yeah. bit of sweetener toward the end. Um, it it would kill, it would kill daily or weekly population probably, which is probably yeah. why they don't do it. it that's exactly yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But just front load it, give people the bang for their buck early, and then see where the, sprinkle in challenge and and uh, secret stuff the rest of the season. I can't ag- I can't agree more, and I have to comment on it because it's so true. This season's blend together. Like, hmm. I don't feel like when a new season drops, it's like you're literally on the game for two hours. You've done everything there is to do. And then you're locked yeah. out again. And you're like, I just did this last Tuesday. This is a new hmm. season. Hmm. Like, where is the burst and injection of content that, like, I'm looking to sink my teeth into? And you can't because you're just you're locked into this rhythmic, like, cycle. And it well, I don't know. That was something. Remember when Luke, Luke Smith way back in the day did an interview? where he's talked about destiny as a living world. And so I, th- I think part of what that is, is this telenovela approach where they have you come in every week and something's changed and they're like, Hey guys, it's Tuesday. Guess what the cabal we're up to. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's like, that's, I, I think they wanted to do like a slice of life thing with it, but in a game that is as action packed as destiny can get, it feels slower and we all know how guardians hate going slow. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, uh, and I think it's okay to do the weekly thing, but mm-hmm. like, man, just the, the beginning of new seasons or an expansion. You like, I, I will never ever forget the launch of forsaken and feeling so unbelievably overwhelmed with mm-hmm. stuff to do that. I didn't even know where to begin. And mm-hmm. I've never had that sense of like wonder and just like, I could go do like I could I could go do the Tangled Shore stuff. I could go explore the new Lost Sectors. I could mess around with all these new systems they had in place, the the double special and collections and seals for the first time. And you know, then you get to the Dreaming City, and that's mm-hmm. a whole nother layer that's only for Endgame. And then they have things cycling in, like I mean, you know, you have the weekly ascendant challenges, mm-hmm. and then the ascendant challenges turn into the raid, and then the raid, when it's beaten, then unlocks the curse on the Dreaming City, and then three weeks later, it's the Shattered Throne, and now yeah. all of a sudden, you're two months deep after an expansion, and you feel like you've just gone through that first cycle. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like they did such a good yeah. job, like 
leading you on with stuff without time gating you because mm. a lot of it was a surprise that unfolded based on player action which i thought was really cool so yeah it didn't feel time gated did it uh but the uh, one of my friends who was he's an absolute sorry for me turn a phrase but he's like me he's a pervert he, he like he wants every seal as soon as they come out and you know uh so he'll log in every tuesday and as soon as that seal is available to get you make sure you've got it and you know move mm -hmm. on to the other thing got all the seals and everything uh and he took a big break from the game uh for for his standards anyway of about i think it's about two two three months uh, and he's just started playing again this week and he said he f it feels great because he's just got like loads to do yeah uh maybe that's so the way to even... do it <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, we, just, we just have to start it at the last like three weeks of the season do yeah. like that like whatever it is yeah. festival of the last dawn and whatever it is for that True. last two weeks a week before just yeah. do all the seasonal content yeah we'll get an it, oh, it, we might it get a dungeon or a raid though we'll get a dungeon or a raid at the start yeah and then just do all the seasonal yeah. stuff at the end gotcha, gotcha. yeah just take a big a big break but then you, you <laughs> probably you'd switch you switch channels would tank then no wouldn't they oh so, yeah every uh, single one it's just like you can't I, like i'd love to i used to play a lot of warframe uh i mean a lot of warframe on xbox but it's mm -hmm. not cross save uh, i'd love to start that again on pc but i just know that the time sink. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do both. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to keep up with Destiny and Warframe. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why I don't mind the odd single-player game. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with if they could just make let let more more of it be available at the start of the season and not have this have this waiting thing. And the way they did it in Forsaken was was near enough perfect. Because if you I do find it right, it would be really interesting though, because like. I think one thing people forget is that I think they had a they had a one of those G GDC mm -hmm. discussions where they talked about Forsaken a year ago, where they said the reason that they front loaded so heavily was because they had to make such a uh, first impression mm -hmm. after on the first the year entire community from the first year, yeah. And they also I remember them mentioning that. Um, they had to basically shove everything in as if no one was going to play after the first week. So they had to just put everything in there. And I, I sometimes wonder, which I don't want to wish this on them, but like, I know we all want that forsaken feel it back, uh, like again, but I wonder if you, if we'll never get that back unless, unless things get to that point again without having to say it i don't want to have to put that on them because i think we all want yeah, we the want game to, to survive sure. and stuff but it's just i remember you know living through the red war campaign and living through that and seeing those player numbers and just the no one logging in on tuesdays mm -hmm. and then you know it explodes with forsaken and i just wonder sometimes cause i know we all i hear it a lot you know about people I don't think it's rose tinted glasses. Some people like to say Forsaken is rose tinted glasses. I don't agree, mm -hmm. but I definitely think a lot of people pine for those days again. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if we'll never get that simply because Bungie as a studio don't feel that they need to do that. They're not under the gun. They're not under the gun. They have yeah. no competition. They I mean, also and that have was no competition. Bad. That was like they had urgency back in the day because that was off the back of the very public extremely large community summit where 
the community was unbelievably unhappy mm -hmm. with the state mm -hmm. of the game. Um, funny enough, I don't know if you guys heard this report, but like apparently Forsaken sales didn't meet Activision's expectations whatsoever either. They, they never do yeah. though. They did. That is true. That is true. Um, and I think like, yeah, they're so focused on the daily login numbers now and it's become so formulaic but i think if you did it the right way where you dropped a, a heap of content at the beginning you wouldn't have to force player investment and time sync every mm -hmm. week which artificially inflates player numbers like if, mm -hmm. if you let people go through and actually play the content and then you as a developer surprise and delight people with those secrets that we talked about sprinkled in or like an evolving world which they've mentioned a million times mm -hmm. that this they want this to be your tuesday hobby if they do that the right way where they lead you on with stuff in game you complete an activity and you're like oh that commentary at the end they alluded to something mm -hmm. that could that could happen next there's something week. in like, that cave I, sh I should go check out I, i'm gonna log in next tuesday yeah. to see like what's up yeah. instead of it being like oh okay there Please is tune more in week. on tuesday eris <laughs> morn is gathering team. reports She'll be back with you next week. On, that's all you get. Like, it's mm -hmm. like you're so that's like just hamstrung and it's so scripted mm -hmm. and just, I don't know. It's lost yeah. that magic for me. We don't, we don't know what next season brings, but I'm, I'm hopeful that some sort of shakeup comes, yep. comes with it. Um, do you like not knowing? I do this like is for everyone, knowing. basically. I do. I do. I miss the, uh, the very vague roadmaps. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I like gonna, when they got as detailed. Yeah, I don't I like when they got as detailed. They're like this exotic, this date, but like you know when mm -hmm. it was like the larger blocks of like here's these core events that are gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Like be around for it. I was all for that. I was like, oh shit, like yeah. I have stuff to look those forward to is gonna be dope. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to check mm -hmm. it out. But there's a yeah. reason why they got away from those though. <laughs> like, I, I was yeah, gonna say yeah. I was mentioning that and I was asking because <laughs> I definitely feel that a lot of the like formulaic just log in every Tuesday is them just being like we don't want to deal with this anymore cheers just every single week you know what to expect because i'm uh, they 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 did the kind of vague roadmap and everyone complained mm -hmm. they did the here's everything roadmap and then everybody complained. complained everybody complains so anyway corridors of time with yeah. bastion yeah. being on there dude yeah. you remember mm -hmm. that oh yeah yeah we're oh, so angry yeah so yeah. it's just this i i wonder like how can because I, I really like like you said i'd really like to have some mystery back in the season i don't mm -hmm. want to know like okay i know I, I don't need to play for three weeks because on this day the exact yeah. shopping yeah. you know i miss that uh hey i found this thing did anyone else find this i yeah. didn't find it let's find Far this together oh like farm with the whisper right mission farm yeah. with know, the whisper like, mission hey. And I wouldn't be opposed to them guiding players a little more because they didn't have the in-game messaging system that they do now. Right. But yeah. like if the week before, like that Friday, they're like, hey, next week, there's going to be something cool. Like that's what I would like. Yeah, just something. that would be such a good way to do it. Just like tease players and be like, and then people are mm -hmm. like, oh, I definitely should log in on Tuesday yeah. and see what's good. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask two more questions. Uh, the, the This one's. This is a two-parter, but it's all in one thing because I think it's like, it's really good. Uh, Kiyoki asks, what are your criteria for assessing the challenge of a particular activity? What elements are you looking for uh, in challenge? Ex ex uh, examples like communication, mechanical play, etc. So what, what, you, what you look at, like what makes you assess it as being a challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, 
what makes what do you look for in an activity for challenge? What are your the criteria for assessing the challenge of a particular activity? I could uh I could speak on root, like root of nightmares mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. If, if I ever feel like there's an encounter where I'm just sitting around mm. and I don't feel integral to my team, like everyone uh, has to be doing something. Second encounter, for example, two runners, mm-hmm. everyone else is just literally standing there killing mm-hmm. ads over and over again. There's no mechanic. If I feel like if I ever feel unchallenged from that standpoint and I'm not having to worry about something I'm thinking about while I'm killing ads, then that's yeah. a that's a failed mechanic for me. The day one uh, damage checks. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, those were the deciding factors. You had to be optimized. Those damage check people were two phasing bosses commonly on day one. That was not good enough for me. Um, a lot of times, it came down to clutching up, playing revives. You didn't really see that in Root of Nightmares, like mm-hmm. because you would two phase a boss and all of a sudden those revives you might lose one or two people but you're not concerned about oh my god we only have one life left or our light fading timers at 11 seconds if someone goes down we have to instantly get a red like that didn't exist that just wasn't part of the day one experience and i feel like the bosses were just significantly undertuned and uh i think i think from that standpoint you can kind of start to see things that maybe were missed um if you can look at a raid and someone has solo flawlessed it and they haven't even exploited mechanics, like they're mm. literally doing them legitimately, to me that's an issue. The the day ones, boss health pools, that that's an issue. It, when you're going into the GM playlist and people are knocking out six GMs in two and a half hours first try and it's the pinnacle endgame activity in your game currently, that's an issue for me. There there's not that sense of struggle and reward in destiny Mm. anymore and uh i'd like to see it come back in some capacity whether it's more complex mechanics because like actually i was going to bring this up earlier when we were talking about levy if they brought those raids back in their current state they would oh it it would be people would be bored of it after Mm -hmm. their first clear Mm. can you imagine bathers in levy you'd chuck a strand nade and you'd stand there for 10 seconds and then you go to center and you'd blow up the bells and it'd, it'd be over in literally be terrible yeah. 30 seconds it'd be a horrible encounter uh the same thing goes with callus that boss would get steamrolled with Even what we have fire boss spires the same thing mm-hmm. um so i mean on the, in that regard they'd have to make a lot of upgrade that that's the only thing i actually have against it being levy is they would have to overhaul so much that i actually think it'd be too much work for yeah. the task force they currently have on destiny uh because let's be let's be real like the elephant in the room is they're working on another title mm. um and they're splitting their workforce it at least it seems like you know I, i'm not saying destiny's on the back burner but it might not be no their number priority. one priority at the moment um on the stage. so i don't know i think those are definitely some contributing factors for me is mm-hmm. like there's just not that like that pain you had to overcome anymore like it, it's just you know you you go in and you're like like dan said earlier in the show you're just checking off a list and you you go through and you do it and you're done and that i think that's kind of the problem at the moment yeah that's like with with dsc and vow even though like the the uh mechanics were sort of that old destiny thing is they introduce you to uh a different part of the mechanic you know after each encounter so you start off with 
you know a little bit about it, and then in the second encounter, you've still got the mechanics from the first, but with a little bit added on. Uh, in Rune, they just didn't do that, did they? Apart from planets, which was, and we've all heard like the conspiracy stories about that, but uh, yeah. it's still like the light and dark, but the moving the planets was a little bit different than shooting the nodes. And that's uh, the most universally loved encounter because everybody's pretty much involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Clear is so important in there because all the other four are all, you know, yeah, rely on, on other things. Sorry yeah, to, sorry I, to yeah. cut you off, Granda, but yeah, I just no, I, agree. I don't know. Yeah, it's because it's like when you sherpa that raid, you can, it's sad you can do if you if you're up against it, you can find yourself just going. Are you uh, in this one? You can just add clear this encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, in this encounter as well, you can add clear. Oh, in this encounter, <laughs> you can add clear as well. <laughs> it's like, and then, but you're not doing yourself. I don't call myself a sherpa, so it doesn't really affect yeah. me, but. Uh, I'm more of a helper. I'm like glorified LFG. Yeah. But uh, the uh, you still don't you don't feel like you're doing it justice if you if you don't uh, give people jobs to do. But there's not that many jobs, is there? To no. do. I in usually that, in that rate. I usually ask people how much responsibility do you want, and then mm, yeah. like based on what they tell me is usually where I put them. Yeah. And then the challenge. Another thing I look for in challenge is is like. Uh, like with solo and GMs, a lot of it's down to rather than challenge, it's more like patience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And knowing knowing what class to use and uh, things like that. But like I remember solo in, uh, I think it was corrupted for the first time, mm-hmm. and that felt like an achievement. Like more and more these days, because like Dan said earlier, we know all the spawn points and. Even even proving grounds, it felt like an achievement. Uh, birthplace mm. of the vial, uh, but the older ones, it feels more like it's just a, a battle against boredom and patience, and you know, not not pushing and mm. uh, not being too aggressive. So it's less about skill and difficulty. It's more about just uh, not falling asleep. <laughs> I think I was the same. It's how it started. Yeah. I was bored. And I was like, I yeah. need something to do, and that's what I'm going to do. And just started solving yeah. GMs. And I was like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. When you have I've to make everything. your own challenges, yeah, that's a pretty clear indicator that there that challenge doesn't exist mm. naturally. Yeah, you go looking for it. Yeah, and a lot of the community content in the directory, if you look this season, is self curated mm-hmm. challenge. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the game right now. Yeah. Like it just it just doesn't. Whether it's solo root of nightmares, solo GMs, uh, solo flawless all dungeons, all classes, back to back to back, like mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, people are doing crazy stuff to keep themselves entertained because I don't think that exists right now. Well, part mm-hmm. of part of your whole shtick is challenge that literally you literally self torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it masochism. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, like literally. <laughs> I mean, and and that was, it started a long time ago. And, you know, funny enough, some of the easier grandmasters, Cordy will find out very shortly, um, are the harder ones because I stack on like just the most cursed forfeits. Like for those who don't know watching or listening, um, I do a show Grandmaster Gauntlet where we basically come up with just like cursed forfeits that you have to do Mm -hmm. in that Grandmaster to basically go against the meta. So like we'll ban... 
strand and will band well and we say you can't bake the final boss in lake of shadows so you actually have to experience the boss room or you know like just whatever like random little fun challenges and it makes it so much more entertaining because it's yeah. not the same monotonous spawn points it's not the same overpowered subclasses that we're using and i'm sure we'll get the comment of oh if it's so powerful just don't use it which i just think is such a bad argument mm, anyway but yeah. um but yeah so i that's the number one indicator for me is the more self-made challenges that you're seeing shows the game's not at that point where it's actually giving the players the challenge they crave if master raids were actually more than just throwing in champions i think you'd see a lot of end game players spending mm. a hell of a lot more time in there um if there were actually added mechanics but i know again that comes down to their resources and they just mm. don't have them available mm. to to go in and code added mechanics and challenge into existing raid encounters they've said that multiple times so mm. i don't know yeah so the mm. second part of this question from kiyoki was when the top players are consistently getting better do fresh players have a chance to catch up dan why don't we start with you as the <laughs> top gets as the top goes the floor comes up as well mm -hmm. like it's the reason everyone can do everything in the game is as i keep saying the more tenured players become mm -hmm. the more the baseline of experience is whenever a new person comes in they just have youtubers streamers who can flood them with years of information in mm -hmm. minutes for a lot of us who played from the beginning and had to learn i, I remember sitting in i think tribute hall testing damage numbers of stuff because we didn't have it in the game we didn't have they, this was before, really kind of before they had spreadsheets and stuff mm -hmm. just trying to learn stuff and now you can uh, any youtuber or any person on reddit can give you a full breakdown of what 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 works with what what does this what does that and even bungie has done a pretty good job of giving us all that information in the game as well so yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to take the time to push yourself to that or just experience trying to get better, I think it's way, I don't want to say easy. I think it's way, <laughs> I think it's very, very, very accessible for any player joining Destiny to become a, if you want to call it a top 1% player. <laughs> but I do think that top 1% player, that door is very, very, very wide open. Thoughts from anybody else? Um, I agree. I think I think that you could. I think that anyone can be as good as the game if the it's. I think all it needs is time and patience. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I I don't I don't think that there's as big a a skill gap as um as people seem to think that there is. I'm not saying that everyone can go in and solo a raid by by no means, but I think that yeah. new players can still come in jump into it and putting in the time and like the resources that are available dim like mm -hmm. like gg no you know you know what weapons you're looking for you know where to get them from like all of like the the different ones like to see what like the blueprints for your weapons i told i've blue engram that's it i'm mm -hmm. just thinking of all all of these resources that are so easily available youtube tutorials as well it's just i think it's very accessible for for new players to get stuck straight into it what i guess it it also depends i think on like what the frame of reference of that question is because mm -hmm. if they're saying like are they 
trying to compete for a world's first raid because that's a totally different mm -hmm. discussion mm -hmm. that is if different yes if you're going up against Absolutely. salt and and rowan and those guys like yeah it's gonna take a mm -hmm. lot of time and dedication to get to that point like people are very mechanically gifted at this game mm -hmm. if you want to get into the top one percent where you're consistently you know going through gm's first try and you're helping other people through the game and there's a there's a much bigger band and bracket of those players if you're competing for top 100 raid placements consistently that that will take time and practice i know very dedicated players they're spending the ends of those seasons that we've been complaining about being boring doing yeah. low man challenges and focusing mm -hmm. on damage rotations and, and theory crafting what the dps meta will be the following season so that they're prepared based on you know patch notes and nerfs and buffs and things that are coming down the line um i've been very involved in that community for a long time and it, it there's some amazingly intelligent players who study the game because they love it and like that like that aspect you absolutely like there there will be a catch-up period but i mean like to cordy and dan's points like there's top 10 lists of the best weapons in the game. There's ways to improve at PVE. There's guides for every single activity out there 10 times over. Um, there's ways to optimize your loadouts and curate triple 100 stats and the best builds. I mean, you can catch up a huge percentage of that gap in weeks. Like, mm -hmm. just if you, if you, if you want to seek out the resources, they're there. And then it just comes down to, you know, how you make... Uh, the best out of the downtime towards the ends of the seasons. Like mm -hmm. we were all there at one point. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. I switched from Xbox to PC and it felt like a completely different game. I felt like a total noob again, yeah. like trying to learn yeah. mouse and keyboard. And I remember just like dedicating time to the craft and being like, okay, I'm going to master this and I'm going to practice. And, you know, eventually, you know, you, you get to the point where, we're at we're holding a discussion talking about how the game could be harder so yeah so a question that that came to mind during this question um what is an activity that you would point somebody toward to be like if you're wanting to get really good at the game if you're wanting to hit that above the the helper band kind of kind of um level of skill what activity would you point them to and be like Go throw your head against that wall for a while, and then, and then come see me. How new are they? Fairly new. Like let's say within the last month, they just picked up Lightfall. Yeah, they just picked up Lightfall. Literally go uh, live in the Grandmaster playlist, in my opinion. Like yeah, I'd be I'd be putting them I'd be putting them in like the, the the even the Vanguard playlist having those different levels of difficulties and getting to grips with how the artifact works, how it's done, champions that sort of stuff because i'm like that is going yep. to play into grandmasters raids etc yep. knowing mm -hmm. how your weapons work mm -hmm. the five under lock that they did last season in those like battlegrounds yeah and boss rooms i felt like would be a great starting point and then progressing mm -hmm. into grandmasters and just living in there um because i think once you understand like enemy behavior and you start to understand like i mean you quickly discover what abilities in the game can handle the hardest content mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's strand or well or devour or invis or falcon whatever like whatever it is you quickly start to discover okay this is really powerful even in like under leveled content and uh you start to understand like how to stay alive and then you go into a normal raid and you're like oh dude like this this is just 
this is easy because like i i can stay alive and grandmaster is getting one shot like now i can play way more risky and aggressive and yeah i always told people who've not got experience in gms and you know uh players of that nature is to go and do your legend lost sectors and then mm. once you can do them on legend then go do master lost sectors. Get all your exotics yep yeah mm. and also you you've got no one to uh you know to get you out of the get you out of the shit sort of thing you you've got to rely on your own on you on yourself and then you'll learn how to stun the different champions uh mm. and then after that once you've learned all that stuff get into the dungeons uh, and then solo in the dungeons. Because uh, I think I, I think that all that can be done over a pretty short period. Mm-hmm. I think you can go from being brand new at the game, mm-hmm. spending probably three, three, three to four weeks getting getting your gear, getting some decent weapons and getting some, some of the exotics. Because let's be honest, there's only a few of the exotics that you need, isn't there? Mm-hmm. For Say, if you pick up Hunter, you might need... Uh, let's just say Gry Falcons and maybe Assassin's Cowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two good ones for new players. Uh, if you're on Warlock Starfire for now, for four days. Yeah, you got, uh, you got four days. Yeah. <laughs> Less time yeah. when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, and maybe some braces oh. is another good one for for newer players and older players as well. And then Titan. Uh, Hoyle still, I would mm-hmm. say, and maybe uh, I don't know. Lion, Simp- a Simp- leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I was yes, see those yes. legs. Yeah, I forget about them. Uh, and I think once you've got all that, you can get in your lost sectors, uh, learn how champions work, and then, like I say, you could you could probably start soloing dungeons then after after a month, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because it's so intuitive, Destiny. Yeah, you know what I mean. One thing leads it's to not, the other. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost wonder if Strand is kind of a detriment to learning in a sense because, oh. yeah, yeah. The other subclasses, yeah. like they did such a good job. Okay, you you learn how to use solar, you make yourself radiant. Now you have barrier, or mm-hmm. you pick up an orb. Now you're volatile. You can control a barrier. But like Strand, I feel like is almost counterintuitive to learning because you literally just chuck it at any champion type. It deals with barriers for twelve seconds. It deals with unstops and stuns them, and they can't fight back. Even overloads, you just suspend them for a second. Now you can and stun, stun them, them again. Non-thread, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like I almost—I don't like calling for nerfs very often, but like I feel like there needs to be some sort of cooldown implemented with the suspend mechanic yeah. specifically, yeah, yeah. because it—it just—unlike it, stasis, it's free. Like yeah. you—you you, like easy, stasis, yeah. you can you can shatter when you start doing damage. It shatters them, and now they're back to their normal champion state. With suspend, you can damage them as much as you want, and unless you yeah. literally freeze them, which is, you, they will not become unsuspended. Unstops become unstunned, but like, they're they're a non-threat, and you don't have to really learn how the interactions with champions work. Mm. With yeah. that, you have to learn this. Yeah, you have to learn about like the the wings lighting up and stuff like that, don't you? That you you don't need to know anything about them. You can just throw a suspend yeah. nade or. Put you there, on your shield down, mm-hmm. yeah. There's so many two, people. Two grenades, who, like... slam. Yeah. And you've yeah. got the aspect that if you throw your grenade and then you do damage, then it gives you your grenade back yeah. just by <laughs> shooting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and same as same with Titan. It's, I think it yeah. Warlock's the worst one. Yeah. Uh, 
And I, hey, I don't think that don't tell that to the YouTube comments, Brynn. They'll come after right. you. They will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember when Champions first, for the first like six months or whatever, when he first come out and people were like, why? Why once it's stunned once, it won't stun again? And he's like, oh, you have to wait until the wings go down. Or mm. I don't think you have to, you don't have to tell that people anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just force suspend, suspend, it'd be all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Final question of the night. Thank you guys so much uh, for, for being on the show. Um, comes from Gray Fox asking, with the Wednesday blog posts hitting all aspects in the game, especially with the recent ones tackling exotics in PvE, what are some changes uh, that, you, that you personally are looking out for in the PvE sandbox that you're excited for? This is the part where I say I haven't read the article. It's okay. It's completely fine <laughs> if you did. So, so here's... I've, I've skimmed over it. I saw a gravit. There's a graviton buff. There's a graviton, but there's there's a lot of different buffs. There's there's some fixes. Yeah. One particularly to Thunderlord that I think is funny because it's the main <laughs> um, DPS weapon for much of Ron right now, uh, where it's when it hits a divinity bubble, it is actually doing double the crit damage in ah, <laughs> right now. And so yeah, they're, re- yeah. they're fixing that down to one next season. Um, so that's only with Div then. Yeah. So yeah. something that I'll, I'll start us off there. I'm elitist. I know I kick people at ease. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that. I was going to say, granddad, <laughs> but since we're here, um, so, <laughs> well, something, something that I, that, I'm positive. Uh, I'm thinking about. So strongholds is getting a damage reduction uh, buff of fifty percent in PVE. Uh, not only right after you yeah. get a kill, you get restoration times two uh, with that. any class. They're also buffing heart shadow to make it easier to activate. And so I'm thinking, okay. You block, you got heart shadow, you got 50% damage reduction. You go up and you kill, you're blocking all the way up till you kill a thing. You're invisible and you get restoration. And it's basically a free getaway. Like, I, we're just so power crept, man. It's, mm-hmm. I, I think so. It's insane. Personally, same for the other, the, the other one. What was it? Uh, no backup plans. Mm. So you get an overshield on every shotgun kill, no matter whether you. Have oh my god! So, I, when um, I read that, Ooh. so so yeah. here's here's something I'm thinking. Sweet business as well. Something that I'm thinking about in the future because I I know I I was right about the the super, the Spider-Man with a shotgun thing with the aerial effectiveness nerf. <laughs> so so the, this is me putting it out there. This is my bet is that they're going to hit damage reduction somewhere in the next few months, and they're putting these new perks on these exotics in preparation for that. So you actually have to build into it before they start taking that away naturally from resilience. That's what just... would be a net, what would be a good I cuz I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What would what do you guys think would be a good level of damage resist for it to be worth specking into but isn't overpowered anymore? No more th- than 20. Yeah, I think 20 is yeah. is a good number, right? Yeah. But 20 would have to be tier tier 10. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. damage resistance is an issue in this game and always has been. I don't think it was as big of an issue before the light 3.0 changes because we didn't have instant overshields on every class and all the other stuff. It's I'm just amplified that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, mm. it's... If we had never had Life 3.0 changes, I think damage resistance wouldn't be as big of a deal. Because mm-hmm. um, we had protective light, but, you know, it wasn't 
Yeah. It wasn't as broken. Mm. No, so I think no, no. Any damage resistance in this sandbox is too much. Yeah. But if we had to have damage resistance and I had to make it worthwhile to at least spec into somewhat, I still think most people would take 20% at tier 10. Because otherwise, mm. you just go back to the recove intellect meta yeah. that we had right. for years. Um, mm. Dan, question was it was it about what we would want to see or the ones we're most excited about that have been talked mm. about already? What are you most excited about that's been talked about already for the next season? Starfire nerf, one thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Starfire. it is. I the meta was fun, mm-hmm. but it was like just so boring after a while. And it, it's so overpowered. Like, I, I'm surprised. I cannot a believe long time that Hoyle got nerfed before Starfire got nerfed. Like, Hoyle yeah. was insanely funny, strong, was but Starfire like really strong. I don't remember Starfire seeing the usage rate as it has this season. We're guardians. Last, we always last, find a way. <laughs> the last. I just two... don't remember everyone running Starfire during King's Fall. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, because so. Hoyle was really strong, and those bosses like Thundercrash obviously is like just yeah. it's a neat it's it's a quick burst super and and Hoyle I mean you had your abilities up twenty four seven so like in GMs I mean it it was you chuck a nade and forget about it because mm-hmm. storm nades just track everything they chained everything <laughs> like you you didn't even have to really do much um, but no I mean Starfire was. It's yeah. been good for three, like literally since Solar 3.0 came out and Fusions got that buff. Uh, I think people kind of caught on to it like a, about a season after that. And like for damage, it's just, I mean, look at the world's first team. I'm yeah. pretty sure they ran six Warlocks because they yeah. just, I mean. Well, Wells is really powerful. <laughs> Wells really freaking yeah. powerful. If you're changing yeah. three large orbs off of each other constantly, you have a well available at all times, which means you're not dying starfire is the most if you know how to use starfire in an ad clear setting it's the most powerful ad clear we have in the game it's the best dps we have in the game it enables literally solo solo root of nightmares damage by itself like it's just it's crazy how strong it is i think that exotic's pretty much dead and i could eat my words but like the way that they were talking about it it's gone Developer said yeah. you might get one or two more grenades per damage phase. I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. That's I a think. Uh, yeah, I think one of the reasons that it wasn't as popular as it has been this season, though, is because we've changed from like linears to uh, rocket launchers. True. So true. that okay. that yeah, damage, yeah, that's true. That, that damage loop is more suited to throwing nades, you know, with uh, auto loading holster and demolitionist and stuff. Uh, because I just. Well, I agree. I, I was thinking about it the other day when they when they finally announced the nerf, and I was and I was thinking, and I was like, Starfire has been in the game since season two, I think, season one or two, and it's mm-hmm. never it's never changed. It's always been, with the exception of Light three point changing with Fusion Aids, it's always been, yeah, yeah. the same. But I of mean, course, that, with like that's a lot that of changes player adaptation, happened. right? Yeah. That you were talking about it. I mean, people started to discover, okay damage over time weapons you know touch mm-hmm. of flame adds mm-hmm. a crazy amount of damage on those fusion grenades massive yeah and you yeah. then you add in demolitionist on a rocket to reload all of a sudden you have 
passive damage over time from Wither Horde. You are shooting a rocket. You're reloading yeah. the rocket with a grenade that does insane amounts of damage. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You've got that grenade back because you're passively doing damage and you shoot another rocket. It's just like, it's yeah. all those things coming together. And that's like, to your point, that's the, the player floor and experience, like just rising over time. And like that player knowledge, like there's so many resources out there. It's almost like to the fault of the magic of destiny, right? Because in D1, yeah. people would have their favorite exotic. They would have their favorite legendary weapon. Mm -hmm. And now we have those spreadsheets and we have that knowledge. And it's almost like if you're not running like the meta, people look at you weird like, dude, how do you why, are you using why are that? they using yeah. that? I'm going yeah. to move glaive yeah. into everything. I do not care <laughs> what the meta is. A glaive at my side, I'm just going in stabbing. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't equip such a flame either because I want the heat rises and Icarus staff to skip. Granddad, are you one of those cheaters who swaps loadouts quickly? He just How said he was a pervert. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Self proclaimed pervert. <laughs> Quirty, what about you? Destiny, what are you looking destiny. for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the in the next season, I'm gonna have to say the the Starfire nerf as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think with like I I didn't read um the most recent articles, so like mm -hmm. the Thunderlord. I know that Gravelance has had a uh, has had a buff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, I think it's gonna be season of the season of the Titans with that sweet business buff as well. Like, oh, oh my god, no backup plans. I'm like, That's, oh, <laughs> it's gonna be good. <laughs> It's going to be good. Yeah. The, ex the explosive yeah. payload on that will make that yeah. into an anti-barrier chewing machine. Yeah, I like, think I think that's going to be I don't I don't know about what people are thinking about it in PVP, but I think in PvE mm -hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Slap on an Actium war rig and just like, yeah. Yeah. Away Rev them up, boys. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Mosh yeah. and Dak on that one. Rev them up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not uh for the for the rest of it. I'm just I dread, I dread to say it, but like I'm anxious and excited to just see what's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> More on the anxious side, but still excited. <laughs> It'll be interesting seeing what the stuff comes that falls through the cracks. Mm -hmm. We know every season something changes that isn't in the patch notes. Yeah. yeah. Oh so yeah. Well, if we we'll have a repeat of what happened a few weeks ago when we had that patch, and then it was just all of a sudden everything else was like oh yeah by the way we've also done all of this stuff and i'm like uh, uh, well, but, yeah. But, yeah. we got yeah, something yeah. kind of we got something <laughs> kind of like that though um from the destiny 2 team account yesterday when the when the um, world line yeah right? the world yeah. line changes so they there was an error in the season 21 weapon changes preview so world line zero what it's going to be able to do it's going to be able to chain into itself at least once and then they said that it was getting uh uh heavy attack damage would be decreased by um they said that initially it was shared the world line zeros heavy attack damage would be decreased by 25 percent but the good news was that they're actually buffing it uh by 8.3 percent so like still getting some of those <laughs> some i just of those. want to fly world line again i don't care about the damage just let me fly with it again mm -hmm. yeah. yeah world line skating yeah yeah granddad what about you great, yeah i think even though I do, I do love Starfire. I think it's had its time in the sun, and uh, I'll be because uh, I, I love using like verities in uh, on the uh, in Vogue. You know, mm -hmm. just throwing nades for days. 
at Atheon. Uh, <laughs> so I think that so I think that might shine. Uh, some braces as well. I know that's already popular, but yeah. I think it's a, a good time to try out some some new egg, uh, some different exotics. Uh, and about the stronghold thing, was that something that he was going to uh, debuff the enemy as well? Yes, it's debuff. debuffing the yeah. enemy. So, <laughs> it's, dude, that is going to be. I I'm calling it. Broken. It could be really, really good. I'm gonna be yeah. running strongholds. I'm gonna be running heart shadow. I th like I it at that point. I don't know what class to maybe pair with it. Maybe you do solar. Maybe you do. Maybe you do a bubble. But like honestly, that's gonna be gross. Mm. It's gonna be gross. And yeah. I'm yeah. I can't wait to play, mess around with it the first couple of weeks before somebody goes. Hey, maybe restoration times one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, last last season, or the season before camp, and when it was a uh, void overload nades, mm -hmm. I made a point of soloing Glassway uh, on each class, but with uh, swords, and it was just it was brilliant. You felt like you was aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you, you just three peak throw a nade, uh, an overload champ in them that little boss room, mm -hmm. uh, wait for him to get stunned, and then just uh, three peak around the corner. And just, uh, just, just, just absolutely destroy the overloads because they're the only threat in that yeah. boss room, really. Yeah. Uh, Trophy Hunter was mental. Uh, Fallen Guillotine on a, mm -hmm. on a, a Warlock. Uh, yeah, and also the uh, the Tusk thing for, on a Hunter was good as well. Mm -hmm. Really fast and, but yeah. So strongholds, I think I'll mess about with them a lot. Yeah, I, they're uh, also. Yeah. They also mention in like the section at the bottom of the article that this is also there's also a big sword update coming with the goal of making guarding substantially more valuable. Um, in in those uh, the article from this past week, it's a well. useless. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. just don't even. You will yeah. with strongholds, but right now nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, but, what about you? Nerve. Oh, oh go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 Dan, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, no look, you go. Look, I, I, it's you. I'm trying. I'm doing really the host thing. I'm like, dude, let's go. I'm doing the host thing, and I'm like, we're two hours and eleven minutes in. We oh, got. No. <laughs> <we> gotta... <laughs> I got to edit this today. <laughs> so, but, uh... <laughs> but Dan, what about you, man? When you edit, will you take the bit out about me being a pervert? No, I'm going to keep that. If it, if anything, if anything, Granddad, I'm going to put more in. I'm going to put more in. Just every time you talk, every time you talk, it's going to be like, first of all, I'm a pervert. Second of all, and then like whatever your point is. Yeah, brilliant. I'm not far. Oh, my God. Oh. I'll have to change me Twitter bio. Yeah, yeah, Remember. yeah. yeah, yeah. Self-acclaimed pervert. <laughs> Self-acclaimed pervert as heard on Destiny Digest episode oh 2012. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, Epic Dan, what about you, sir? What are you looking forward to in next month, next season's Sandbox? I think we've all talked Starfire, so of course that. Yeah. I'm really cu I'm curious just to see what the artifact brings since the artifact has mm. such power over what like we're all talking about what's going to rise and what's going to follow but all that's going to be dictated off of the artifact mm -hmm. so it's going to be interesting what the artifact decides to bring up it could be strongholds it could be whatever so i'm excited and if it's overload that. sword you're gonna be using strongholds a hell of yeah. a lot next <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so, arc would probably be on next 
next season's artifact if as well. It should be Ark and, so, yeah. and so, uh, Void? No, I guess it's it Void. Strand. Stasis, yeah. yeah. Strand probably still. Uh, yeah, Ark and uh, Stasis, but... Yeah. Uh, Folks in lands. I reckon I'll also, I'm interested to see if they if they bring out new exotics. I know last, not last, well, I guess last season they didn't give us new exotics armor, mm. so it should be interesting if they continue True. that trend uh, or mm-hmm. go back to giving us one per character. Mm. We're also getting uh, a mission that that gives a gives us a hand cannon and explains the whole arc <laughs> th- yeah. thing uh, uh, next season yeah, as well. Veil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't know what the veil is. That's. I di- I didn't read Sorry. the leaks. So I didn't read the leaks on that one. Uh... <laughs> oh, I didn't either. The story was so clear, though. Yeah, the story was. The story really just wrapped it up nicely. So I don't know. Look, man, I've yeah, done psychedelics. Imagine, imagine not knowing. Imagine. Yeah. I've done psychedelics. I can take a guess. But anyways, I, I, uh, I just don't know why they didn't call it the blind Dan, instead of the veil. I, I was going to spiral this episode another hour by mentioning a well nerf, and I just I won't, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll have I'll to have you guys back. Live. We'll have we'll have to have you guys back. Yeah. So it, it's been a pleasure to have you all on, and I hope you had a good time. Um, Talking about the state of Destiny 2 PVE. Um, Why don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's staying in. That's staying in. If anything, that's getting clipped. That's getting clipped. I'm going to send it. Like, I will take time out of my day (laughs) to make sure. Be like, hey, Granddad, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a pervert. Second of all. Every time. Second of all. We're all gatekeeping elitist perverts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. That's it. That's the clip. That's it. That's, That's the it. clip. Yeah. All right. So, uh, why don't you guys go through and tell us where we can find you on the internet? Above, let's start with you. Uh, you can find me at Above TP on Twitter, where I post uh, terrible elitist takes. And uh, you can also find me over at <laughs> twitch.tv slash twitch.tv slash above. Uh, we just have a lot of fun in the game. Try and try and keep, you know, things fresh and, yeah. and fun. Cordy, what about you? Uh, yeah, I on Twitch, Twitter, and what's the other one? TikTok. And it is usually just me swearing, throwing, chilling, <laughs> and thinking that I'm hilarious. <laughs> and it's talk quirky to me underscore on all of the all of those platforms. Granddad, what about you, you pervert? <laughs> uh, on Twitter, on Twitch, I think I've got yeah TikTok. Uh, it is at Granddad Gaming underscore uh, where you can find me. Being hilarious, uh, a pervert, <laughs> and also PV, PVE helps, and yeah. that, that's our nature. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Epic Dan, what about you, sir? Uh, you can find me at Epic Dan 22 pretty much everywhere Twitch, uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. I think that's all of them. A lot of just, uh, a lot of Destiny, sometimes other games as well. Uh, that's hopefully mm-hmm. not ranting about this. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dan Finity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, twitch.tv forward slash danfinity, helping guardians out through in-game activity. If you would like to support the show, remember to rate, review, comment, and share on your podcast platforms of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. If you'd like to give three bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash danfinity. That is K-O-F-I dot com 
forward slash Danfinity. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>